All right. Uh, we left our detectives in the lab. Um, you had just talked to uh, Hopkins and uh, investigator Robert Duncan. And uh, your plan was to head off to the witch house. We got, uh, the, we got the contact info on the... Ted yeah, Kirby. you have Ted Kirby's apartment number, so you shouldn't have any issue with that. Uh, you can you can follow up on that end uh, if you need to. Um, so are you just gonna like head right to the witch house, basically? You didn't have any other plans that you wanna. That was your intention last set, so. Well, I think so. I mean, it's interesting place to check the right kick. Um. Or I don't know. Should I call him? Should I yes, call yeah. him Smith or? I was thinking like uh, we should probably do a little bit of planning for, because um, we don't know when this creature is gonna show up again, or where it's gonna show up, or any of those sorts of details. Yeah, um, which is exactly why we can't plan, though. <laughs> I guess, like, at the very least, we might want to prepare something for at the campsite in case it comes back to there, in case it's some sort of important spot for it. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm not sure if I should roll for it, uh, D, or it's kind of assumed. But uh, let's say I call Kate and just ask her to monitor the area or for any more mana spikes, just in case. Uh, she is. She'd catch anything. Yeah, uh, anything like anything an significantly echo, right? big. Like, she's not going to catch um, the two the the two attacks that um, Kicks Porta, Clay's portable mana detector did at the crime scene. Yeah. Because um, those, are, those are small and insignificant. But any other giant ritual magic, you'll probably even get a call from her. It's not even... You don't even have to ask for that. Is it like That's a... Uh, is it like a... Real time detecting, or just like after the fact? No, like, it's kind of like, like a, a delay or yeah, it's kind of like a aftershock of an earthquake. So it'll be several hours after, but she'll know the same day at least. Okay. All right. So yeah. I I don't know. Okay. Do you have any ideas like what to expect? I mean, other than that, it can use water to transport. We don't have that much to catch on on possible locations where it could appear, right? Yeah, right. Um, and they're just assuming much. they're just assuming that it needs the water to transport. I think we yeah, have I to wait know, for. I think we have to wait for stuff at the lake again or something. Oh, Very. you think it's gonna be like uh, again on the same place? I mean, it's possible. Um. I will, I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna give you a map now so you can, like, discuss it, I think. I do want to let you know that you guys are only, like, a couple blocks away from the witch house. Um, so, yeah, that's like, the you're... issue. Like, if we go set up some surveillance on the lake, on the campsite, it's gonna take, like, hours to go there and back, right? Yeah. At least yeah, one hour. probably be faster to just stop by the witch house first since it's closer. Yeah, we can, like, I'm set gonna... it up later, I suppose, too. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this map now. It's pretty crappy. Um, it's got a couple areas of interest on it so far, and then um, we can add to this um, as we see uh, as we deem fit. 
like we can invent places there's places on this map that like exist but like haven't been discovered yet too um What's Buckley? so this is this is like an amenable thing um but this is i think this is basically all of the um this is all the info you know right now and then there's a couple little extra details in the the corner but uh like um you're at police uh, headquarters obviously uh let me do this what's the tv yeah. antenna on the witch house it, that's colony row i haven't remember it's a bunch of cabins um like historical cabins oh. uh set and then the witch house is set in like the back so it's kind of like a u-shape it's a no outlet street and so there's a bunch of that's it's colony row i didn't mark it as colony row because the other houses aren't necessarily as important but you did, did you pass by this uh, on your way to the police station, which is why it caught your eye because it's like a bunch of cabins, and then in the, like the dead center in the back and the no outlet was the witch house with a pretty big placard in the front that uh, caught your eye from like the passing street. Um, and so you also have um, you have Ted Kirby's address. So I gave you his apartment. You can see that at the bottom of the map there. Um, and then your dossier would have the Buckley address, and um, any reports in the lab would have um, uh, Nick's parents' house. Is the, That's the Dufresne house. Um, and then you've been to Horner Woods. So those are basically the areas you've covered so far. So this is probably the space we're going to play in for right now. Um, and uh, just in case you didn't see it at the top, that big gray line that splits the town in half is like a major highway. It's just Route 93. Um, so it's there's kind of like a left and right sort of play uh, going on here. But uh, that's all that is. It's just like I just wanted to demark like the major highway uh, in and out of town. Um, it's not important or anything. It's just... Um, so, you go into which house then? Yeah, since it's close by, we should. Alright, sounds good. Um, on your way out, uh, Hopkins Hopkins uh, taps you on your shoulder real quick. He goes, uh, just one last thing, guys. Um, uh, it would be a real pain in the ass to go through like FBI contacts again. Um, so... I can give you my phone number. I think it'd be easier if we just traded contact info, though. I don't know, like, what the deal is with insecure lines, because you guys are FBI, but, uh, like, I can just get, I give you my cell phone number, or we can trade contact information. Uh, sure, I think I have, like, a multiple SIM card anyway, so, like, I should be able to give him, you know. You're cutting in and out a little bit. Am I? Yeah. Hmm. Do you hear that kick or no? Yeah, he's kind of wavering in and out a bit. You you definitely would have um, probably like a personal insecure line or whatever for, or even maybe like a secondary work phone that you could use. So like that wouldn't be an issue. I guess you'd have both on you at most times. Yeah, that's why that's why I can trade the information with him, and it's good to be like contacted immediately in case of like another victim shows up or something like that. Yeah, Hopkins thinks it's pretty important too, which is why he wanted to catch you on the way out. Um, so, all right. Uh, 
uh, Dr. Smith, are you also trading contact information with uh, Hopkins, or are you just uh, you're letting Paxson take the lead on this? Um, I'll trade info, too. Yeah. All right. So everyone's got Hopkins' number, then. And he has yours, so that's pretty convenient. All right. Um, so then he sends you off. He... Uh, He's gonna. He's hanging out at the station for a little bit, but he's about to punch out fairly soon, actually. Um, so it should be about, I want to say like 5:30 p.m. Um, so you got some time to do some stuff. The witch house hours are actually seven, so you probably do want to get there uh, fairly soon. You just hopping in the RV. No, I suppose if there's a parking space next to it. <laughs> Alright, well, as you're approaching I mean, the, technically uh, we should be able to get inside even after the hours anyways, but, you know. Yeah, but there might not be anybody there. Is that a problem? Uh, it could be. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who you're going to interrogate if there's no witnesses. No, I mean, like, for just checking the place or something. Ah! A lot of people let their, you know, doors open. Even well... If I mean, you could always you you could always muscle your way in, but I don't know if that's a good look. It's up on you though. It's up to you though. Um, I'm but, probably you know, not here, but I mean, eventually, if there's like a pressing need to go there, maybe like the witches inside or something, then you know, I'm not gonna just stay idle just because it's closed. You know, just saying. Well, I mean, you can bend the rules, but just know that it could come with consequences. <laughs> Well, anyway, so yeah, that's how, yeah, we're heading. That's how Paxton does business. So, yep. All right. So as you're leaving the uh, station and you're approaching the um, the RV, you actually see you know, your cat Lenny in the windshield, basically kind of like pawing at it. Yeah, he's pretty hungry. Oh yeah, that's the typical deal. Um, I I I. The sit on the front, anyways, and I yell at uh, Clay back. Hey, there, there's the bag of cat food. Can you feed him? I pause and give him a look, and then I comply. Open up the bag of cat food. Put in a. Is there is there a food bowl for it? Yeah, it's next to the water bowl. Right at the back, below the table. And I pour in, uh, how much should I get it? I mean, I just, just fill the bowl, I guess. Okay. Cat's not dieted or anything? Nah. Alright, I'll fill the bowl up. Um, so what's what's Lenny's general demeanor to strangers? Um, is he amenable or is he kind of um, does he like hide or is he like not into it? Because um, somebody somebody he doesn't know is feeding him, so that's like a weird conflict of interest. I think generally he is more like a observer type that he just observes somebody new, but eventually he will like warm up to the person. That's fair. Um, and Dr. Clay, how are you with pets? Do you like cats? Uh, 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he likes or hates them. They exist. Alright, well, you have been, I guess, successfully cohabitating for uh, almost half a day now because you had an eight-hour trip. Lenny's kind of been hiding on you, but um, now he's kind of... There's more important matters than, than ducking from Dr. Clay, and that is getting fed. So he makes his appearance. Um, he's a black tuxedo cat, right? Yep. With a, with a fluffy white stomach? Yep. Alright, that's pretty cute. Alright, so now that he's situated, and you should be good for another couple hours or whatever, you uh, you start up the RV. It's only a couple of blocks um, to the witch house. Um, as you pull in the, you can even pull into Colony Row. There's there's like parking space near the the back end of the cul-de-sac. Um, uh, as you're pulling in, there's a you're pulling a lot next to the witch house. There's two cars um, in the lot, um, but otherwise it's it's fairly empty. No one's really exploring anywhere else. Uh, the The cabins in Colony Row are open, and you could basically walk into those pretty easily if you wanted to. Um, it's just like a bunch of like historical stuff. There's not even a lot in there. Um, there might be some like uh rehab furniture and stuff but like el things are going to be like bolted down so they don't go anywhere you know it's 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 historical but it's also just display you're free to explore there but uh in the witch house lot you actually notice that there's two buildings there's one modern building um sort of in the forefront closer to the parking lot and then there's like a cabin behind it um and it's kind of laid out in a way that suggests that you need to go through the modern building to it's it's a bit of a museum-esque slash gift shop vibe uh but there's like a there's like a back entrance and a, like a small little trail to the witch house proper behind it um are you going into the museum first i suppose the main entrance it is the main entrance but I mean, you can do whatever you want. You're all right. So I'm, I'm um, expecting that there's gonna be some kind of attendant there, so it's better to go from the front. Yeah, there there were two cars in the in the lot, so you figure somebody's here. All right. Um. So the the museum proper is a it's all it's like slightly raised up off the ground. There's like a couple of there's a couple of steps um, leading into the building. Not very many, like uh, like five or seven or so. Um, but there's like uh, small like rail landings on the side um, that have like real tiny, like maybe waist high uh, columns that seem to be generally empty of anything. It's kind of just like a like a flat surface. Um, but on the left rail, you actually you spot a black cat. And it's just kind of staring at you. It's just perched on the the base of this uh, stair rail, and it's kind of just watching what you're doing. It is sitting; it's like uh, standing upright, not uh, you know, you know, like tail end down, but the front. The, it's on its uh, front paws, like a sitting posture. 
and it's just watching you. Alright, so Paxton's uh, immediate instinct is just to walk towards it and uh, not like a pet because he knows how to work with a cat, just like uh, put his uh, hand in front of the cat's nose and just let it sniff a little, a, li a little bit. At least that's what he's doing. Uh, are you just watching this, uh, Clay? Because you're not, you're not a cat person. Yeah, I'm just watching this. Yeah. Right. Half amused. <clears throat> so the cat sniffs your hand a little bit. Um, it does a quick. It rubs its your its face on your hand just like once or twice, real quick. Uh, but then it kind of just sits there and keeps staring at you. Well, then I proceed to pet it. Um, it's pretty amenable to that, you know. It 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 lets you pet it mostly. It doesn't really react very much when you get to like. The back of the neck it leans into you a little bit more and uh, it, uh it'll also like lean into you a little bit at the base of the tail but otherwise it's just kind of sitting there do hmm. you continue into the, the museum yeah with great reluctance <laughs> <laughs> no you don't have to worry about that <clears throat> well maybe you do actually I bet it's gonna be witch's family or something. <laughs> the meta cat. All right, give me, give me one second, cause my throat's feeling a little scratchy. <laughs> All right. So, um, it's like a, you get to the, the top of the, the step landing. It's like a small sort of porch area, and it leads up to a double doors that you open. Um, it's not very big of a building. It's kind of just like the one floor. And, uh, you know, it's maybe like two or three rooms total. It's, um, and most of what you expect is it's your immediate area you're in is the predominant amount of uh, floor space the building has. There might be like a couple of like one or two small private rooms for like uh, any attendants or employees in the area. And there is a bathroom on the left side. Um, but it's mostly this open floor space and there's a couple of typical museum props there's like some glass cases with like or a couple of trinkets or whatever or like uh, printouts like uh, scanned copies of documents or whatever on the wall um, a lot of it is dealing with Salem proper um, there is a small section closer to the back end where there might be uh, where it has like a Harmouth banner in there specifically for the, the cases that happened here. Um, and then as you walk into the building, there is a, you actually see three people uh, sitting in the back, um, pretty actively conversing with each other. Um, or rather, I should say, the two gentlemen are conversing with each other, and the woman, uh, the, the woman in the back is kind of just sitting there, like watching it unfold, uh, not really having a lot of input, um, slouched in like a chair, uh, kind of just like real sort of messy posture. Kind of seems maybe, maybe a little bored. Um, so the gentleman on the right is a older man, uh, probably about your age actually, Doctor uh, Smith, uh, with like a salt and pepper hair. Uh, he's got a pair of glasses on, um, but otherwise he seems fairly neat. Um, He's got like a 
you know, it's a pretty subtle visual, uh, business casual kind of attire thing going on. Um, uh, but he's a, he's definitely slightly older. Um, his face is pretty clean of any facial hair. Uh, 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 but he's he's standing up fairly straight. He seems to be well postured, and it's not like um, he looks a little older. But he doesn't look he doesn't look uh, like worn down or anything. He's not quite there yet. You probably pen, maybe in like early fifties or something like that. Um, uh, and he seems to be mostly passively listening to the other gentleman. He's like uh, he has his uh, his fingers crossed in his hands, and he's kind of like. Uh, at at his lap, but he is standing. Um, and he's like nodding every little bit um, after the uh, the other gentleman continues on and on. Um, the person he's talking to is a fairly young kid. You'd estimate probably college age or shortly after. Um, he's a uh, he's got a uh, he's just in a a graphic tee for some sort of sci-fi show you guys can't identify. Um, and uh, he's got a pair of jeans on with some rather beat up uh, white sneakers. Uh, and he's very adamantly uh, talking to this gentleman. Uh, he seems very excited about whatever it is he's discussing. Um, uh, like I said, fairly young guy. Uh, short, uh, light brown hair. Uh, pretty, like... It's it's short and it's light brown, but it's it's like a little curly. It's kind of like a uh, it's sort of curling into each other a little bit, um, a little bit like a like it's like a small messy net of hair, but it's not very long. Um, uh, and then he has uh, he's uh, he's got a, his cell phone out on the table. He was. He, Occasionally uh, flicks the screen uh, to read some stuff, uh, but he's also got like a, a small personal notepad in his hand uh, that he's also reading from, uh, and he's occasionally flip the page from that. Um, and then uh, he's he's acting very animated. Uh, he's kind of like sometimes he's leaning in, sometimes he's like uh, tapping the desk. Uh, you know, he's just, he's very into whatever it is he's discussing. You can't quite gleam all the details of it just yet. And then the woman in the back, um, she's got, uh, rather kind of, uh, messy dark brown hair. Um, sort of like a Joan Jett feel. Uh, she's wearing some sort of band t-shirt. Uh, again, not really your style. You think it's sort of aggressive. Definitely, like, uh harder metal or something like that um she's got a pair of jeans too which both uh seems to have a pretty deliberate tear in both of the legs at different heights in the leg you it's very clean tear uh you think that she did it herself um this is a fashion tear what's that it's a fashion tear yeah absolutely she you 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 get the impression that it, rather than wear and tear, it, she, it was deliberate, or she bought it pre-torn. Um, and then uh, she's got a a pair of Doc Martens on, black Doc Martin boots. Um, oh, before you continue, uh, 
Yes. I lean towards uh, Clay and just tell him, like, uh, uh, act like we're not uh, FBI, okay? Sure. Just, you know, to, you know, keep our cards close to our yeah, yeah. chest, you know. Of course. My name, uh, my name is gonna be Mike O'Reilly. That's my usual alias, in case I don't wanna say my real name. Just so you know. Wait, what? Mike O'Reilly? Yeah. Yeah, is that a bad name? I mean that. Um... No, no, but uh, it seems uh, excessive. <laughs> Are you inventing a an identity, an alias? Dr. Clay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, we'll try to think of something, but uh, he'll fail at it, so he gives up. Okay, that sounds good. Now that's just like you know, just in case uh, somebody heard of you know Paxton doing investigation already or something. So it's good to you know use some kind of alias. I don't think it's gonna be problem for for Smith anyway, because his name is Smith. You know? I'm afraid I might be more recognizable than you, friend. To the kid, maybe. No, I, I was talking meta. I was not talking like uh, as a character. Right. Just, just one more time. It's it's Mike O'Reilly, right? Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, I did want to note that down because it's I don't know. It's funny to me. I'm glad that you did this though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, uh, I assume that now you approach the three, right? Uh, is there like a counter for like uh? For you know, like a tourist or something like, uh, um, where you there's buy like a. It's not. It's not tickets. There is. There is a register on a counter near the back that um, the uh, the older gentleman is standing in front of. Um, there is like a sort of like gift shop corner to this, so you can buy like trinkets and stuff. But um, there doesn't seem to be like a like an admission necessarily, though. Like I said, the layout of the place assumes that like you would walk through the museum first before you investigate the house, the cabin proper. Yeah, but that's what I think. Like, like, I know there that is there is a pair of uh, um uh like glass door double doors behind all of them, sort of off to the right a little bit. Um, so it's like you pass through, you pass by the counter with the register to get outside through the back. Um. But there, there's like, there's no like stalls or anything that's like keeping you from entering or anything like that. So you can just you can walk clean right up to them if you want. Yeah, but that's kind of strange, actually. You know, I wouldn't just go like directly to them and be like, "Hey, yo, what's up?" I was, I was thinking more like playing it as, uh, you know, kind of entering as uh, tourists or people, you know, just random pass passerby yeah, just like walking from the house. Start looking at the yeah, be like, like. Yeah, I was thinking like that's why I said there's like an entrance or something where I could like just stand and be like, "Hey, is it open or where do we buy tickets?" Something like that, you know, to start a conversation. Or be like, um, "Hey, do we buy tickets or something like that?" So, are are you like looking around at the exhibits, or are you just sort of standing at the entrance? Like, are they like immediately available? You don't have to go through like a gate or something. No, no, it's, it's as soon as you enter through the double doors, you're in this main area. I suppose. And, the, and there's, there's like cases and stuff in front of you. I suppose we, uh, you know what Paxton does? Uh, he goes for the exhibit. Uh, how close are the exhibits to the people talking, actually? 
Um, the people talking are uh, in the back. There are like a couple of cases and some things you can look at um, in between you two, you your two groups. So like you can you can like walk up to like a display case or something and peek around if you want. Yeah, yeah something that's... to look at or something to pretend to look at while you're listening. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. Like but rolling uh, in. but also the exhibit itself could be important, you know, for getting the the law itself. So it might be good to look at them as well. So how about you, uh, Clay? You check the exhibits real quickly while I will pretend to check the exhibit and listen to the conversation instead. You seem to be oh, like getting. You broke up at the end there. Oh, uh, sorry. You uh, want me to look at the exhibits and you listened in on the. Yeah, yeah. Basically, because because okay. you will get more more of it than I would, you know. Yeah, sure. All right, so that's the plan, at least. All right, so you're kind of you're. Paxton is encroaching on them kind of stealthily, I guess, air quotes. Yeah, just like, you know, <laughs> looking at the exhibits quickly at the beginning and then slowly stopping it where in the hearing distance, you know, and uh, deeply but then, studying the one exhibit there, you know. That's but, the closest uh, one. And Clay is digging around just like in the immediate area at the entrance. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, like getting the actual research from the exhibit, you know. See if it's important or something. Okay, and you guys did have a very brief, quick conversation at the door, right? Yeah. Was that before or after you entered? Not. Uh, let's do it after we entered. It's like when I saw the people. That's why I came up with the, you know, just with the tell, aliens. Yeah, to tell about the aliens and not, you know, immediately announce who we are. Okay. Um, as you guys start to like meander to different like walls in the um, in the uh, in the space, um, the woman, um, uh, she's also real quick. Uh, she's also uh, a younger woman, probably about college age, around the, approximately the same age as the younger gentleman. Um, uh, she turns away from whatever that sort of noise is and sees you guys as you start to split apart. Uh, and then she does like a quick rap on the table with her hand. Uh, and then the older gentleman turns towards the entrance, sees you both, and uh, says, uh, Welcome, friends. Let me know if you uh, need anything. Uh, you feel free to explore the, the places you want. And then the cabin proper is in the back. I can give you a quick tour if you're interested. Uh, my name is... Uh, uh, Richard Ashcraft, uh, just let me know if you need anything. Um, Richard? Richard Ashcraft. As a male name, Richard, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, this is the older gentleman talking. The, oh, the woman oh. got his attention. The woman got his attention, but then he turned to he, the older man, turned to you and talked to. Uh, oh, okay. I was confused he, a little he's, bit. He's the attendant. He's running the place, basically. Oh, okay. Uh, I just yes. like yell at him, or I don't know, you know, just like tell tell him, do we need to buy tickets or something? Uh no, it's feel free to explore. Um, we do have a small gift shop corner if you need to buy any trinkets, but it's open to the public. You feel free to explore if you want. Um, I would be very happy to take you into the cabin proper if you want to look at that in a uh whenever you're ready. Um, we can put this conversation on hold, right, Ted? And the younger gentleman's just sort of he freezes for a second uh and then he just he just stops talking 
he goes, yeah, don't mind my young friend here. Uh, we can, I can show you to the cabin if you want. Uh, um, give you a small tour of, uh, of the space. Uh, just let me know if you have any questions. That's all. Uh, he kind of leads you to what you're doing. Do you do any guided tours? Uh, yeah, I can walk you. Or, what's was that kick? Oh, that's what he offered. I thought that was just like you know the you know just show it away, but I I think more like a you know the whole explanation. No, no, he the the intention the intention was that he would walk you into the witch house and point some stuff out. So like you can. You yeah, know, yeah, that's he... what I thought. That's why I asked about the actual guided tours. You know, he's like. uh Richard's like, yeah, I can give you a tour. I can point some stuff out here in the museum if you're interested in learning more. I can walk you into the witch house. There's a bunch of interesting stuff in there too. Um, I can also give you like a, a small tour of uh, Colony Row proper if that's what you're interested. I mostly attend to the, the witch house, but uh, you know, uh, this is sort of all in my domain basically. Um, so I can I can walk you around if you if you wish. Oh okay. Um, uh, when we when we decided, we'll tell you. I guess. Just uh, continue to pretend to look at the exhibits for now. Let's see if they go back to their discussion. At least for now. Right, yeah. um, I think I'm. Uh, I'll check out these exhibits first, and uh, we'll probably ask you about that tour in a bit later. Uh, feel free to continue your conversation with your friend here. All right, friends. Uh, yes, again, feel free to look around. Just let me know if you need anything. Um, so you're just so you're not you're just kind of listening in, basically. Yeah, that's what I do. I don't know if the toy is also listening or more focused on the exhibit that was planned first. I don't know. Um, Richard turns back to to the younger man, um, who kind of restarts the thought he was having before he got interrupted. Uh, and they're in the chat for a little bit. Um, real quick, uh, Clay, what are you looking at? Well, he doesn't know uh, what's there, right? Yeah, just take a look at what's there. Um, I guess while looking at it, um, also maybe uh, think about any inconsistencies or anything that jumps out to at me as like uh, being different from what's written outside of the town and stuff, I guess. Or maybe, I know there's like a Harmouth section that would definitely be uh, interesting to hit up. Uh, yeah, most most of the stuff you're seeing here is about, um, a lot of it is about the Salem Witch Trials. Um, there is some stuff about um, some of the pre-Salem trials. Uh, on like witch hunts and stuff, uh, there were there were a couple of cases in uh, the colonial U.S. Uh, before Salem, not very many, um, and then I think there might have been a, a execution in Massachusetts pre-Salem, maybe only a, uh, like a decade or so before. Um, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of witch trials in the colonial states at the time. Um, there's very brief uh, bits of uh, European witch hunt history too, and the numbers in Europe are actually like astounding. It's something like tens of thousands of people uh, were 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 burned and executed and stuff like that. So um, in 
uh, grand context, you do know that uh, Salem is is much smaller in comparison. It does kind of happen a later um, than the bulk of uh, the European witch trials. Uh, they kind of a lot of people say that the uh, something like the the fourteen fifties to the fifteen fifties in Europe is basically called um, the the burning century or some shit like that where it's like they just executed people like crazy uh for witchcraft trials so like the comparatively speaking uh to other witch trial cases and stuff like that salem is very small in comparison there were a ton of accusations over 100 um there were only 20 people that were killed 19 actually executed and one was uh uh pressed to death he he uh giles Corey was uh killed before he confessed so he didn't even technically go to trial um uh so 20 people 20 people were delivered like uh executed or tortured to death and then uh five people died in prison waiting uh uh their trials or uh executions um so the total death toll in uh in the salem witch trials proper is 25 it, Although um, there is notes here that says uh, it's actually 27 because there are two women from Harmouth that were also executed, uh, but it's it's small in comparison to like the the fervor in Europe. Uh, but it is definitely Salem was the biggest uh, colonial U.S. witch hunt. Like it's the it's the biggest instance of uh, witch hunt executions in the United States. So that's why everyone seems to really be all about it. You know a little bit about this already, just from uh, general history, and everything that you're looking at seems to just be affirming what you kind of already know in the general history. Um, the stuff you really probably want to look at is that Harmouth corner, and that is oh, yeah. behind the younger gentleman, like oh, towards Lord. the back end. So Ooh. you'd have to, you would have to kind of encroach on them if you were really interested in looking at it. There's a uh, but you're not getting any it's it just seems to be a museum basically there's you know it's not telling you right you're right. learning some stuff but it's just about general history it's not anything that seems especially pertinent to actual uh monster hunting right right nothing on the witches like uh, lore wise of course not <laughs> uh maybe like a little bit but not not nothing that the uh nothing that's verifiable it's certainly not um and I mean, if you talk to Richard, he'll probably, I think he'll probably go further at length um, than all this stuff. The 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 placards and all the other stuff um, seem to be a little, not necessarily bare bones, but kind of accessible and fairly, um, like, uh, digestible bits. Like, it's not, there's not a... It's mostly like here's the cool artifact or here's something like this or whatever or you know it's they're like small digestible bits of information if you actually want to like if you want to like really dig into this kind of stuff you probably do need to talk to uh mr ashcraft um of course like i said it's just digestible bits to like walk away from going like hmm, i learned something today you know it's not really it's not really like it's not a like at length text or like a book on the trials or anything like that they do have some at the gift shop though um is there like any original book though 
what like buy Ashcraft or something like that? No, no, no. I mean like uh, just from, in car mode. Yeah, like from those the, those kind of era, maybe like some. No, it just it's predominantly Salem. Oh, okay. Salem proper, yeah. Um, so, uh, Paxton, you are listening in on what they're talking about, right? Yep. Okay. Um, so like I said, the young man restarts his conversation. Um, how, how close do you think you're getting? He's not, he's not quiet, but he's also not shouting. Like he's, he's very excited and animated, so you well, don't have to get that like close. Is it like a huge building? Well, yeah, I'm just going to get into the hero range. I'm not going to go any closer, like... Um, it's not necessarily like a huge building, but um, it's basically like a a small house in size, I suppose. But there aren't any like walls or divisions in here, so it it does feel like it's a lot of floor space. Um, but that like the building itself isn't really that big. But it's mostly just because it's like one big room. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I'm just gonna get into the hero range, basically. All right, so so the young man is getting pretty animate about uh, whatever he's talking about. And like I said, Richard basically resumes his further posture. He's kind of just like nodding along, um, pretty amused at whatever the kid's spouting. Um, and he's like, I'm telling you, Rich, I'm telling you, dude. Fucking werewolves, dude. I know it's werewolves, dude. It's what else could it be? Have you heard about this fucking like they're everywhere nowadays? Have you heard about this case in Las Vegas, dude? They're fucking everywhere. Dude, the the dark web is buzzing about this stuff, man. So I don't know. I think I think we got a werewolf. I honestly think we got a werewolf in the uh, in the area. It's just there's too many things that line up here. It's, it's it just makes too much sense. Like all these fucking these pets have gone missing, Rich. Like, they haven't been found or anything. Something's eating these pets. Like, they're gone. They're just gone. You know? It's not right. It's not right. It's just, it's wild. And he's showing, and then he, he like, walks in towards Richard. He starts showing him stuff on his notepad and some stuff on his phone. And Rich is just kind of like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, the young woman just basically <laughs> rolls her eyes uh, and kind of gives out, like, a sigh. Uh, and then she turns to you, and she's just kind of like watching what you're doing. So what are you doing, Paxton? Uh, I'm uh, intensely... Uh, I don't know. What's in front of me? That's the question. Uh, it's like a... I don't know, some... You... you I'm a, uh, the way I imagined it is that you took the left side and um, Clay took the right side, basically. Okay. Um, so in that case, you are encroaching on the Harmuth corner, which is at the back left. Um, but right now, you're kind of just looking at it, probably the big map of uh, Salem Village that I, I believe I linked in the Discord channel before. It's just like a big map of uh, Salem Village, which is technically Danvers now. Okay, so, so I'm just pretending to look at the map, I guess. You know. I don't think I even, like, notice that she's looking at me, do I? Uh, you could probably catch it at the corner, right? She's not being, like... She's not being... She's just, like, watching you, kind of... She wants to do... 
she's heard this before, certainly. So she's not really paying attention to what what's going on. Also, um, also, uh, <laughs> so, uh, but uh, now, um, now that he's like right next to Richard, uh, the younger man's his he is getting quieter. You maybe pick up like a word or two, but it doesn't really seem to make much sense out of context. Um, uh, but then he slams on the desk real fast, and he's like, "It just makes too much sense, Richard." Everything lines up. It's there's no way any of all of this is a coincidence. And then he like goes back to whispering with Richard, and uh, the older man is just amused. He's just like, yeah, yeah, I believe you. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So Texan turns his head, finding that's uh, like a good hook to ask something or you know like get into the conversation maybe, because it was uh, it was getting quiet anyway, so he couldn't hear it. So he's like, oh, what's with the kid? Um, is that what you're asking? Is what's yeah, yeah, with the yeah. kid? Yeah, what's with the shouting or something like that? Well, tell me, tell me what you say because that's important. Oh, okay. Decide what you want to say, because if you say what's with the kid, the kid's not gonna take that very well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like to me, he is a kid, though, right? He like... is a kid, but <laughs> like, if you call a kid a kid, they're not, they're gonna get defensive. Will they? Like, I mean... <laughs> Are you... Okay, okay, I'm just saying. Oh, what's with the shouting? Um, Something interesting? The um, the younger man turns around real quick. Uh, and again, he sort of just, like, freezes up and he stops. What, what, like, middle of what his sentence was. And he kind of just, like, freezes up. Uh, um... And then Richard turns to you, like, I'm sorry if my friend's being too loud. I know you're trying to enjoy the, the museum. He's a, he's a, he, he's very excitable. He's a very passionate young man. Um, uh, and then uh, the the younger man is like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. He, he 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 just like he very meekly is like, I'm I'm sorry. I'm, I'll try I'll try to keep it down. I heard some. Something about werewolves, that's kind of interesting. Was like it's a new kind of TV show? TV show, he says, the young man. He's like, TV show. Uh, and then he stops for a second, and he kind of, he kind of like, he squints his eyes at you a little bit, and he's like, are you interested in werewolves? Sure, I guess. I come closer towards the mic. Uh, All right, um, Clay, what are you doing? Um, I'll take the opportunity to scoot by those by the group and uh, head towards the Harmat section. Excuse me, passing through. Uh, all right. So you're just you're just reading into that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. You can you can go ahead and continue with like the. Well, you guys, we'll, we'll, we'll do both, but um, which one do you want to... Do you guys have a consensus which one you'd like to resolve first? I don't mind either way. Alright, so we'll go back We'll go back to the young man. Um, so I get closer uh, to them, and then I just uh, pull out my hand towards the, the Richard, says, uh, 
Uh, sorry, I haven't introduced myself. Mike, Mike O'Reilly. Uh, okay, yeah. So, uh, Richard, Richard, uh, reaches out his hand and he takes yours and he's like, ah, oh, it's a pleasure. Um, uh, so he gives you a pretty good, he gives you a pretty firm handshake. Uh, but, um, as you, as you like grab his hand, you get scuffed a little bit and you realize he's, uh, he's got a bandage on his finger. Uh, he's, oh, sorry about that. He, he, he felt it kind of scuff your hand too. He's so he apologizes for that real quick. Okay. Um, uh, uh, what else would he say to that? Uh, you guys, are you guys out of towners? Oh yeah. Uh, we're just driving around. Uh, my friend here is kind of interested in all these, uh, uh, mystical, magical stuff. So we kind of decided just to drive around and see some interesting places, you know, famous ones. During that mentioned, I give a brief wave before getting back to the materials. Uh, Richard waves back at you when you do that. Uh, by the way, um, he he's 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 been smiling the whole time. He seems pretty genial. Um, uh, on mention of that, though, um. The, the younger man leans in towards you again, uh, Paxton. He's like, you're interested in this kind of stuff too, though, right? Like, you, you're you werewolf curious, I hear? Oh, I guess. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Though I'm not really sure if, uh, you know, the werewolves are real or not. I haven't met them myself yet. How true is that? I think he did, though, didn't he? Uh, he could have. Yeah, I think. You know, let's. I uh, yeah, let let's make it like he did, or at least it was like uh, he knows about them. It's like, it's not like uh. You definitely, uh, you both would definitely know about them because actually I don't know if you remember it happened very briefly at the start of the first session. Um, most of the Unit Seventeen team is actually in Nevada right now, hunting down uh like a werewolf clan. Like, yeah, yeah. A, yeah. It, it is a I remember that. Yeah, that's that's kind of where the bulk of their their attention is at the moment, which is kind of why you two are on on your own. Um, so uh, I suppose the werewolves are. About it. <laughs> I suppose the werewolves are kind of common, at least in America. They're they're not necessarily common. This is um, I mean, they're not uncommon. And... I don't mean I don't mean like a common like an everyday thing, but I mean like most of us it's common to face a werewolf or not that's the question no it's if if witches are rare and rather mill varieties are monsters or bumps in the night are common werewolves would be like pretty uncommon you've definitely cases have popped up like witches are, are probably like the super ultra rare you know like this is this is stuff that like doesn't happen you know, this is like running into a Loch Ness monster or some shit like that. Like it's you, you. This kind of stuff doesn't normally happen. Werewolf cases. Unit Seventeen's probably done maybe three or four in their tenure so far, and we're assuming that they're probably like maybe thirty or so years old, right? Yeah. The department. Um, and in like through like an Interpol sort of underground monster hunting society you know that there's been other cases uh 
in like western civilization too you don't really know so much about other regions of the world there's kind of not a lot of cross communication there um you assume that like asia and africa kind of have their own hubs uh um but like there is a lot of there's as like an agency as much as you are fbi there is some sort of cross play so you know what's happening in basically uh you you catch whiffs of like um eu cases on monster hunting too and they they do have uh several like pop-ups uh in the they've had more pop-ups in the last uh 30 years than, mean, like they own uh, the domestic brands? us has yeah, yeah like all over though they've it's probably had like uh 10 plus so in the, like the last 30 years just like all over europe and maybe even in russia so okay. like they're they're not super common and again they would they're also would be classified as like a priority zero target because there are monsters that make monsters they're you know werewolves make other werewolves although it doesn't really happen very often there's there is a mechanism in which uh like if you survive a werewolf attack uh there's a chance that you might transmogrify basically so like lycanthropy can be passed on so werewolves can make other werewolves but you you guys would both know that like werewolves when they transform like on nights of the full moon are um they're very instinctual feral beasts even though they're like human the other 29 months of the year basically another 27 months of the moon lunar cycle right like they're they generally are people but they when they transform they they become very instinctual primal um feral beasts so um so they don't they can't they don't like deliberately grow in in scope necessarily like a uh like a vampire uh clan would um which is much more deliberate vampires can easily make other vampires by like trading blood um werewolves kind of largely do it some sometimes accidentally it's kind of just like a thing that happens if you survive a werewolf attack sometimes um but this case in nevada is especially curious because it seems like maybe somebody figured out how to make werewolves because there's a lot of them it's like a big deal right now you you would get like departmental emails and stuff like that like it's it's a small crisis actually basically uh at the moment uh <laughs> Which is why the bulk of the resources is out there in Nevada. Um, so uh, that's that's largely what you know about werewolves right now, I guess. I, I don't know if there's any other questions about that. It's not super pertinent, It's but uh, somehow this kid did mention werewolves. So he knows, he knows something about that. Uh, um, did you have any other questions about that, or it's kind of it's kind of supplementary backstory stuff, though? No, I think it's gonna if it's gonna be relevant, you can give the more information, I suppose, right? Like something I mean, that I might have known, because you know. Yeah, you can always you can always ask questions, and I'll let you know what you what you know. Um, but I think that's pretty much covering the bases for for what you know about werewolves, right? Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, so you just said you, you told the young man that you don't think werewolves, you're not sure if werewolves exist, even though you definitely know that they do. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so, his eyes, like, light up when you say that. Uh, and he starts really quick, shuffling backwards through his, uh, his notes again. Um, and he pulls out, like, a small map on his phone. He's like, so there's this big case going down in uh, Las Vegas right now. It's crazy. Some people are saying that they've seen werewolves uh, in, like, fucking droves. There's uh, several sightings on, like, the dark web. You got to follow the right – you got to be in the right forums for this kind of stuff. But, like, it's out there, man. Uh, there's a bunch of different details. Uh, if you uh, if you look at it close enough, it's crazy. Some people are saying that there there's like there's people spot like FBI agents in the field. Like people are getting outed. It's wild. There's like there's definitely something going on in Las Vegas right now. It's crazy. Some some people in my forums are even estimating that there's probably some in the degree of like two dozen werewolves in Las Vegas right now. I've never seen anything like this. Most sightings are most sightings in the wild are like solitary. So like, uh, or maybe in small packs of like two or three. We've never seen numbers like this before. It's wild. But the forums are lit up right now. Uh, so he's like very excitedly jotting through some stuff. Uh, and he's, he's he's showing you some stuff about the Las Vegas case, and it's actually a little um, disconcerting because some of this should be undercover, and it's like not. Like things are getting so out of control over there that like things are leaking. Uh, but he's showing you, he's showing you like forum posts in this forum and like some stuff on basically like a subreddit esque uh, like website. And he show he's like going over some personal notes. It's half of it. Probably half of it is like a miss, like he's completely off base, or people are just guessing bullshit, or they're just running their mouth. Um, but uh, a disconcerting amount of it is actually fairly accurate. Um, <laughs> uh, just Paxton looks at it, obviously, it's getting shown to him. In the meantime, he pulls up the phone and just like types in the message to Kate, like, you have leaks with the, the werewolf case, it's all over the internet. Just like sends the message, just, you know. Covertly? Like yeah, from yeah. his pocket? Alright, that's pretty good. Uh, but you're, you're like following along with what this yeah, young yeah, man's yeah, yeah. going off with. Okay, okay. Um, so he's gonna, he's gonna take a minute, uh, going through that so we'll we'll jump to uh I'm, I'm, I'm just like i'm saying the the thing i ask him though or, or, or we can do it afterwards never mind yeah, yeah let, let's jump to clay real fast um uh so there's a couple of, like placards and a couple of small instruments uh in the uh on the wall in the harmuth corner um let me see what you'd get from that because i don't want to give you everything i want you to Again, it's going to be like digestible. It's good. No, it's going to be digestible bites. There's actually, you'll you'll get everything you want if you ask the right questions. But like again, this is this here is like uh, there's only like digestible bites and stuff like that. Um, so uh, there's a placard and it's reading something to the effect of, uh, um, you know, in memory. Of Beverly Hammett and Imogen Dustin, two women from Harmouth executed uh, 
as witches um, during the Salem Trials in 1692. Um, um, can you give me the names again? Yeah, it'll come up a couple times. Uh, Beverly Hammett, H-A-M-M-E-T-T. Uh, -T. I can type that, too, if you'd rather have me... It'll it'll come up again. Trust me. Beverly Hammett and Imogen Dustin. And these were two women uh, tried and executed as witches in Harmony. Um, women more uh, accused though. What? Were there more women or men accused though? You know, just like not executed. There, um, there are a hundred plus some accusations in the area. Like, there's a there's a ton of accusations, and some of that stuff is actually even lost to time. Um, like if you if I were to pull up a map for the Salem witch trial accusations, you'd see it all over. It goes as like far northeast as Ipswich, and uh, as far north as Andover, and then technically in the fiction here, it would go as far west as like Harmouth, maybe even slightly past. Uh, so like it's the accusation map would be blotted with a bunch of fucking X's all over the place. But uh, there's only two women executed Harmon uh, as witches. Well, there's also we're properly, there's we're properly tried and executed as witches. Yeah, but there's also accusation and there's also trials. Or was it like always when there was a trial there was gonna be execution? Was it like no uh, women that were not witches? Or was it like you gotta always... say that again because you were breaking up uh, a little bit again. Was it always like one to one uh, trial and execution? No. Um, some people got stays of execution. I believe um, in actual history, Elizabeth Proctor got a stay of execution because she was pregnant at the time. Uh, although I'm pretty sure she was convicted. Uh, there are a couple other cases similar to that where like you would temporarily stay their execution. And then, uh, because of uh, pregnancy or whatever, and not all the the like I said, there's it in this story. There are 27 uh, tried and executed, but the accusations number in the hundreds. So you obviously know that it's not a one to one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. There is a bit of history. We can talk about that too. Um, Richard would know a lot about that, actually. Um, it, that that there's some like really interesting political historical stuff, uh, which is why like not all of them got executed. Uh, but uh, you know he would know a lot about that. Um, but so yeah, the placard on the very top it says uh, in memory of Beverly Hammond and Image and Dustin uh, executed and tried uh, tried and executed for being witches from uh, Harmouth, Massachusetts. Um, uh, it does say something, uh, to the effect, uh, what would the plaque say? Um, it does say that the cabin behind, um, the museum, and it even has, like, a, the placard itself has, like, an arrow pointing to the, like, the double doors outside, even. Uh, the cabin behind the witch house, or the, the witch house museum, uh, uh, belonged to Imogen Dustin. It's her house. Um, and then there is a very brief story about um, uh, 
uh, Imogen Dustin was hung uh, for 10 hours and did not die. Uh, and then they eventually had to behead her and then burnt the body is what happened to Imogen Dustin. No, not 10 hours. That's a lot. Uh, we'll say three hours. Was hung for three hours and did not die. Um, but that's pretty much all that the stuff there says. Um, it, there is a small footnote that says uh, ask our associates for more details, basically. They'd be very happy to give you the tour of the house. Um, and you, you suspect that there might be more. There might be some extra placards and stuff in the house, too. Um, so we can snap back to Paxton real fast. Um, so, so I ask uh, this this young man is not going to stop talking if you don't <laughs> shut him up somehow. He's so, just going on and on, dude. It seems endless. So I ask him, did you say that there was werewolves here? He stops what he's saying. Like again, in the middle of a sentence, he just freezes. Uh. And then he like sort of like waves you to lean in a little closer to him. All right, Paxton does so. He goes. There is some really suspicious stuff going on around town right now, and uh, I think we might have a werewolf in our midst as well. I mean, this Las Vegas case is ridiculous, and if werewolves are people, there's like. I don't know, maybe one of them hopped a plane over, came to the East Coast. Like, Obviously, they have to get out of Dodge. It's, the place is swarming with feds, too. But, like, who even knows? We we have a whole den of werewolves in the United States. They could be anywhere now. Uh, but there, there's definitely some stuff going on here. It's like fucking what? wild. What? Like what? Uh... Roll to investigate a mystery. Right. You're, gonna, you're questioning him. Shouldn't I roll to manipulate someone or something, maybe? Uh, no. Are you trying to get him to do something? Well, to tell me what's going on. I mean, that could be either of it, I guess. No, you would, you would investigate to question people. Oh, okay. You're interviewing West witnesses is investigate a mystery. Alright, so that's sharp, right? Yeah, plus sharp. All right, I roll eleven. Jesus Ooh. Christ! <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, you have only a plus one. I'm so wild. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, on a ten plus, hold two. You got two questions. So tell me what you're telling the young man, and then tell me what the playbook question. All right. <laughs> Let me get up here. Uh, uh note that. He's gonna. How do I contextualize this to make sense? Um, he's gonna tell you what he believes. So he's operating from the perspective that there's a werewolf in town. Uh, but there actually might be pertinent information coming out of him once you filter that kind of horseshit out. So. Uh, um, All right. So what I ask is, uh, 
why do you think the werewolf would show up here? Like, is something happening here? And the question is, what happened here? What happened here? Okay. Alright, this is good. Um, this is good. So, he flips again furiously through his notebook real, fa his, uh, notebook real fast. Um, and uh, the young woman has her her head in her hand now like she can't believe this is, this is happening <laughs> she's like she's like you're she literally she even says you're literally feeding the troll right now oh my god um, <laughs> so she's she's like she's she's just face palming right now uh leaning on this counter she um richard um, Richard is leaning in too, because he he's he's like he's grinning like ear. He's like really amused at this. He he loves this kind of stuff. Like he's 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 all about listening to this young man go on and on and on. It's fucking great. Um so uh Um So uh the young man's flipping through his notebook and he goes, Alright, this is what I've got so far. Um, there's been a, we have like a bunch of pets missing in the area. I don't know if you've seen any of the posters around town. I don't know how long you've been here. Where are you guys from? Uh, we're from, uh, uh, I'll tell you, like, we've been on the hill for like a couple of hours, but we're or originally from Washington. Just doing Somewhere? like, from Washington, D.C. Just doing a tour around the country. Okay, so maybe you haven't heard about this lately, uh, because you're, you know, yeah, you haven't been in the area very long. But um, we've got a. Uh, let me open that sheet real quick. Sorry, this is a bunch of flipping back through notes. Um, there have been a bunch of missing pets in the area recently. Um, they're just going wild, like they're just. They're just vanishing like crazy. There's a bunch of wanted posters or missing pet posters on all the telephone poles. It's insane. By my count, I've I think there's at least eight different pets that have disappeared in the last month. It's it's disturbing. Something is definitely something's definitely attacking uh, these animals, and it's not right. Uh, so and he pulls up a chart real quick and he goes, uh, so. Uh, the first disappearance that I've uh, uncovered so far was uh, June nineteenth. Felix the cat, the the Warner family pet, uh, managed was hey. the, was uh, yeah was the was the first disappearance. Uh, but literally two nights before that, on June seventeenth, there was a full moon. Uh, and then all throughout the rest of the month, pets just keep disappearing. It's it's insane. Uh, and then there was just another full moon uh, on the 16th. Like, all these pets go uh, vanishing in between these full moons. It does, doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right. And then, and then this poor little girl, like, she got got by this werewolf, dude. Like, it's just, it, it makes perfect sense. Like, it just, does everything, it, it just, it, uh, yeah, you wouldn't have heard about that, too. Yeah, uh, a young girl. I think her name was Alice. She uh, he flips through his notes again. Um, yeah, I think she went missing on the ninth. Uh, 
It's just it literally in between there's he he looks at his notes, he starts counting, he's like, you know, six pets have gone missing, and then Alice, and then two more pets have gone missing. What? I thought it was six, but then he just went with eight, okay. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, it's six pets have gone missing, and then Alice has disappeared, and then two more pets have gone missing. It's just like something's out there. Something's feeding out there on uh, something's feeding out there on little things that it can seem to just snatch up on its own. It's a werewolf, dude. Uh, this is there might only be one of them. We might be luckier than Las Vegas, but like, it's only a matter of time, man. Like, we just had a full moon on the July sixteenth. Like, it's just a matter of time. They're gonna they're gonna keep popping up, you know. Just, just you wait. In another month, we're gonna have a fucking another one. It's, dude. It's, it's absolutely wild. Like, yeah. Just everything. Everything adds up. Everything adds up. So the uh, and then the young the young girl's like, Ted. You can't just keep saying everything adds up and not add it the fuck up. You just, that's, that's not an explanation. Uh, <laughs> Richard just laughs. Uh, and he's like, you know what, Reese? I don't need this out of you right now. Just let me fucking do my spiel. You know, it is up for him to decide whether he, he buys into it or not. You know, it's fucking Ripley's Believe It or Not. I don't care. But, like, what else could it be? What else could it be? What else could it be, Reese? Uh, He's like literally banging on the table and he's slapping his notebook. He's fucking animated. He's like, uh, it's werewolf. It's werewolf. <laughs> so, so Paxton just like, uh, you know, acts it casually and just like says, well, I don't know, maybe a witch since you're famous for them. You know, just see the reaction if there is any. All right, give me a second. <laughs> I'll be right back real quick, too. Sure. Uh... I have to say, this is getting really interesting, by the way. Just saying. Now that there's, like, more people to talk to, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um... I I'm, go I'm gonna wait for Gig to come back. On sure. This one. Uh... So is it going how you planned so far, though? Um... Or I'm... My young, man, really my young man is a little more eccentric than I thought he'd be, but he's very animated. A little more than I was expecting. It's isn't just how it's playing out. Um, yeah, give me one second. I'm going to step out for a second, too. Sure. So what do you think so far? They... Pretty amazing. <laughs> the obvious of the full moon are corresponding with the mana spikes, right? Yeah. Oh, it's probably not werewolf, but it's more like a ritual, isn't it? Which is... I mean, it's kind of... I don't think uh, it lines up that uh, everything missing is... Due to the werewolf, it's like uh, it's just misdirection. It's like eight of them spaced across a month, right? And werewolves only turn on the full moons. Yeah. 
Well, that depends on the lore, though. Like, werewolves would work differently. Like, maybe they like. Uh, right. I'm back. Still, like, have the uh, impulses, even if it's not a full moon. But yeah, I don't think it's right. But... Um, you're back, right, Kick? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, what was that about? Uh, we were just uh, discussing what Ted was telling us. We were thinking that uh, since like eight pets going missing across the space of one month, um, it, I didn't think um, since do werewolves only operate on full moons, like, or is that just when they're at their most feral or primitive? No, you guys are you guys are experts. You're veterans in this kind of thing, so you know precisely that werewolves only operate on full moons. Okay. So how does it work with the Nevada case though? Because like, there's a full moon now; it's two days after, so there's no werewolf. Uh, the the Nevada case has been running for almost half a year. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's a big deal. <laughs> anyway, they they couldn't even have different werewolves. Because they're probably like engineers, so could, they could have different traits as well. So, you know, there there might be there might be some wild shit going out in Nevada, but it's it's been a long running case. Like it's it's it's, I'm just I'm gonna tell you it's messy out there. <laughs> be be glad you're not on that case. Yeah. So uh, so what what prompted that on was uh, that the mana spike correspond with the full moon, but that uh, that's probably just like ritual related instead of like. Werewolf related. You you're breaking up again. Oh no, no no! I was just saying that it was because the full moon corresponds with the mana spikes, right? So, uh, but it's not like werewolf yeah, they, based. They but are it's the more same like, Yeah, it's more like ritual based. I think that's not a bad assumption. Oh, but yeah, they, um, okay. just to collab uh, collaborate with your notes. Uh, they are the same dates. Both spikes were on Nights of the Full Moon, according to this young man here. Yeah, that's what I thought. And you could double check that with meteorological data if you wanted, but it's legit. Um, so, fuck, where did I leave off? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mentioned the word. So the young man was like, you know... He could believe what he wants, but the evidence is right here. And once we go on this, and he, I'm picking up from where we left off now. Um, I'm gonna, I'm, I will prove it to you, Reese, fucking tonight when we go on this fucking search. So we will, we will definitely uncover some evidence. I promise you this. You got, she's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as I can get you to do a little fucking good in the world, then I guess it's all right. Um, so right. uh, in that in that case, uh, I I'm throwing it back to you. Do you have another question or anything? Oh, okay, uh, let me check the book uh, quickly. Uh, uh, and you're still reading the placards, Clay, I guess, or are you are you walking in on this conversation? It's gotten a little louder. He's very animated right now. Um, I guess if I'm done reading, then I can kind of walk towards the group. Listen in. Uh, are you like behind Paxton, leaning in? I guess because they're they're almost it's almost like a huddle. It's they're very close proximity between uh uh Paxton the young man and Richard. Um, 
and then you know, uh, the young woman is just like, uh, is, is still a... still leaning up against the wall <laughs> and a, and like one of the display cases, kind of groaning in a chair. Is this a day? Uh, to... Something going on over here, Mike. Heard some yelling. Oh, just the young uh, uh, young man here has some interesting theories about what's going on. Did you know that there's um, missing pets around here? And some girl. Uh, Richard missing. Richard interjects real quick, and he's like, "I'm again. I'm. I, I apologize for the young man. It, I wouldn't necessarily call it yelling or shouting. Ted's just. Uh, he's a very enthusiastic young man, and it's probably one of his best qualities. Uh, anyways, uh, but I, but I, I apologize. To ask uh, you, um, as in, is the police case public knowledge by now, or is it not? Because it was a couple of hours, so. Uh, sorry, one more time. Um, the the case of the fray, uh, is it like, uh, is it like this public knowledge that something has happened or not yet? The Dufresne case? Yeah. Or do we not know? Um. I mean, it is a small town, right? It's a it's a fairly small town. I mean, it's still modern, so it's not like it's not like like a rural kind of thing where you know, like everybody knows each other. You know, there's going to be whole segments that like don't really like bump into each other. You know, it's uh, but um, people people know that a thing happened at Horner Woods because they saw if you drove by the conservatory lot, you would have seen a bunch of police cards. Um, but like most people wouldn't know more than that. But um Well, I assume that Ted knows because the police the police He might know. He's he's that. really he's really has a nose kind of thing, doesn't he? Uh-huh. Well I uh, I guess um, uh, I guess Paxton already connected the so, so just pet, right? just so I can stop saying the fucking young man. You know who it is, right? Well, that's the thing. I think that Paxton would at least connect the dots, right? That if this is the pet, the one that the officer mentioned, right? Uh, both people, both Richard and the young woman, have called him Ted. Yeah. So obviously he would like connect the dots because we were. To find another pet that would be, you know, enthusiastic about this kind of stuff, right? You keep breaking up, dude. I'm sorry. Am I? Because it seems recording fine. Uh, let me lower the the Discord. Maybe Discord is not picking it up correctly. Because uh, the OBS seems to be fine. At least it's recording it, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's just uh. Sometimes you get some really long stretches of successful, and then sometimes it just chops up. It's... Oh, okay. I think it was set to automatic uh, detection. I set it to manual, so it might work better now. Oh, yeah. That's good. That sounds real good. Oh, okay. that's better. Yeah, I don't know why I changed the... Because I, I remember changing it to the manual last time. Whatever. Maybe because I changed the volume input source, maybe. I don't know. Anyways. So, yeah. Um... Like I was saying, I think the Paxton would connect the dots that that's the pet because we know about some pet, right? So you do uh, know about some pet, yeah. Yeah, so I would no. expect that he would at least uh, be fairly certain that's him. Might not be like hundred percent, but you know. So presume he would presume that it, it is him. So that's why. Uh, well, that's 
to think how would I uh, can I ask the same question though in the investigative mystery step why what are you trying I to find out I can actually right it doesn't say you can't specifically you just get to are you trying to ask about the Dufresne case yeah I'm just trying to see like it will be again uh, what just, happened no, here no 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 just, just ask about the Dufresne case like we will it's part of your question oh okay Right, so yeah, then, yeah. Just then, you, uh, we 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 tack that on. That's fine. Okay. Like you don't you don't. Have, we're not spending your hold. You're still asking what happened here. Okay, okay. Uh, I so, will I will give you so that. So I, I just frame it like this. Uh, oh, by the way, we're coming here from what is it like east? We're coming here from east. We went past this kind of like there was a bunch of police cars. There was uh, there was something going on in the uh, in this like a uh, uh, park around here do you know what's going on like related uh park park um oh this is the, the horner woods is that what you're talking about maybe uh so he flips through his notebook again here and he's like uh like well <laughs> I do have some information about that. Uh, apparently, uh, there was a mysterious death uh, last night. Uh, caught some buzz on the police scanner. Um, you know, don't really know a whole lot because I haven't been in the scene yet. They've kind of they they turned me away pretty damn fast. Um, but It's, it sounds like somebody was uh, burnt completely ashen. Uh, wild stuff. Uh, you know, it, it's... But that's not consistent with werewolf, is it? I mean, unless it's a new type of werewolf that breathes fire? Uh, he jots some notes on the, in his notebook. He's like, uh... It, uh it's definitely suspicious. I know, ev I know everyone's talking about spontaneous human combustion, but... Uh, I have my doubts about that for sure. Doesn't seem very likely. Um, there are just there are way too many inconsistencies of that. I heard, I heard it was almost completely ash. Is that? Is, I don't know how true that is. I haven't. I've yet to talk uh, talk to my man, my source Hoskins. But uh, uh, from what I picked up on the scanner, it seems like it was just a pile of ash, which is wild. But uh, that's. It's pretty inconsistent, actually, with uh, spontaneous hu human combustion signs. You're not going to grill him any further on that? Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, um, hmm. what would be the best approach here? So... Uh... Is the local police here always this uh, loose with the information? Nah, you. I mean, honestly, they 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 are very tight-lipped. It's just that I've got a man on the inside. Uh, GM note here: he doesn't. He thinks he does. <laughs> um, uh, I got I got a man on inside. You just have to know how to grease some wheels, bump some shoulders, you know, butter some people up. Uh, you know, flattery is the best offense for this kind of thing. Uh, I I got a, I got a, I got a friend or two on the force. That's how usually how I get these things. Well, 
after the first hit on the police scanner anyway. <laughs> Although it seems it seems that your lady friend doesn't think this werewolf theory is right though. Uh, and she just huffs and she's like, "Lady friend, oh my god." And that's all she says. <laughs> Older sister then. Uh, try roommate. That's what she says. She says that. More info. Do you? Do you? Wait, Clay. Do you actually make a noise like that? Because <laughs> she has a follow up. If you do. Um. Yeah. No, he's my fucking cousin. <laughs> I mean, I just chuckle. <laughs> fucking that. Um. So 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 let's assume that it's not a werewolf because it doesn't seem to be consistent with the whatever you heard on the radio, right? So what else could it be, huh? Do you have any other possible? Uh, candidate? he isn't. Uh, he pulls out his phone this time, and he's he's pulling up a like a web page. Um, and he's like, "Well, as far as I know, the man just caught fire. Uh, it's it's definitely a curious circumstance, and it's definitely on my list of things to investigate. But uh, I mean." I, I've been asking around in the forums, as best as I can tell, werewolves don't breathe fire, but, you know, the, the spontaneous combustion theory definitely doesn't hold up, because I definitely heard that the body was completely ash, but actually, uh, most most discovered spontaneous combustion cases, usually the hands and the feet seem to remain, uh, and there's like a greasy residue uh, in the ashes. Uh, all I've all I've heard is that the man was completely ash. Uh, and he's going over the website again. He goes, uh, "Spontaneous combustion uh, victims are generally female. For some, they uh, they're usually chronic alcoholics. I, well, I don't know. I I can't prove that one. No, 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 no. Uh, but yeah." He's like, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to add up to spontaneous combustion. So, uh, that's the best I know now. I'm, I do hope to maybe get in the scene tomorrow if they've cleared all the police lines. But I don't know. It, we, we've got a slightly busy night tonight, so I, I don't know how early I'll get there. And he just, he just taps his pen on his notepad. You know, for being a roommate, you're very eager to join this uh, young man on whatever the werewolf hunt, I guess. Uh, she's she now she starts she sits up a lot straighter when you say that, and he goes, "No, no, no, don't get it twisted. It's not a werewolf hunt. We're joining the search party for Alice Buckley." We're looking for the a young girl. We're not looking for werewolves. And this time, Ted rolls his eyes. He's like, "You're not gonna find her. I'm sorry. You're just not gonna find her." Forty-eight hours. Da 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 da. Uh, and he's like, "I managed to drag 
Ted with me on this. So he could at least put all of this energy to good use. But trust me, it's not a werewolf hunt. We are looking for a missing girl. <laughs> That's the thing, though. So Clay doesn't have the. Uh, uh, well, I guess it doesn't matter. So I just like uh, turn towards Clay and just be like, Clay, what do you think? Maybe we could help the, these nice people here look for that young girl. What do you think? We're obviously hinting well, that we want to join them later. This is like you know, making if, uh, conversation. <laughs> Pretend to see if I still have enough energy for it. Uh, when I guess the time. So would it be uh, possible for us to join you? Uh, so now, um, the young woman actually, she lights up a little bit. She's actually kind of excited that you're volunteering for this. He's like, oh, yeah, I mean, we could always use more people. Like, this is, uh, the more hands, the better. Um, we're meeting at Stern Park at uh, 7.30, I think. Uh, if you just feel free to turn up. Um, there's going to be a couple people here running the show, but, you know, me and Ted are going to be there, too. So I, I guess you could always come with us, too. Uh, you know. Like the, but yeah, the, like there might be a couple of, you know, police officers in place clothes. The parents are going to be there. The, the you could you could talk to anybody. We can definitely arrange having a a couple extra people. Are you are you sure about this? It doesn't really seem like fun vacation time uh, activities. Maybe not, but it seems important to find that little kid. Uh, she's like, oh, well, I, 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 I appreciate that. Uh, it, it definitely, definitely is. Uh, she's, you can even like see it on her face. She's making some small corrections on in her initial impression on you guys. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, you know, she's, she's, she, she, they need the help. So she's excited about that. Uh, any particular reason for starting so late? It might be starting to get dark at around 7.30. Uh, I mean, that's kind of just how we've been doing it, just to see if anything turns up. I mean, if we, if we know the Buckleys are pretty much searching as long as I can, as long as, you know, they... I know they took some time off, but off of work, and they're cooperating with the police and everything, but, you know... They they might be on it around the clock, but so, you know the rest of us have you know things to do. Uh, we we're just we we've done a we've done several waves pretty much every night since she went missing and at different times a day. We just we can't seem to catch a break unfortunately. And Ted Ted's literally underlining the word werewolf in his notebook while he's like <laughs> leaning into you, Paxton. Uh. Oh, by the way, where were you, uh, were you searching uh, this morning, uh, yesterday as well? Uh, yeah, we were. Uh, Ted had something to do, but I I was definitely uh searching about. I think it was probably closer to uh uh four in the afternoon at that time. 
And how long do these searches uh, go for? Like, are you back by the midnight or? Uh, I mean, I was out there for two hours almost, and then I had to bail, unfortunately. Uh, I think some people stayed on even after that. But I was, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I was getting a little hungry, so I had to, I had to duck out. But um, have all the search efforts been centered around this park, or have you guys been looking in different woods? Um. I haven't been on all of the searches. Uh, I haven't really. I might have missed a couple of the early ones. Although I, I do believe the pattern that we're going for is sort of, uh, stratas away from the Buckley House. I know the first couple of uh, searches were centered around, uh, like the. Around the house. Um, I believe there's a, a small like playground maybe like a block away where i think she might have been last spotted and we searched the neighborhood around there and we've kind of just been like growing out and out and out and out uh every night as we keep going um there i don't i can't tell you if the buckleys are leading the search or the police but um there definitely seems to be some sort of concentrated effort to widen the net every new night but uh, uh, there's there's, and she's like they, I'm sure they checked Stern Park before, uh, with a smaller party. But uh, we're we're kind of getting a little deeper into the weeds uh tonight on this one. Just we're just going back over some ground, seeing if we can turn anything up. I see. Uh, you still have another hold, don't you? Because that was attached to the yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm throwing it back to you guys. Whatever you want to do. Um, they're pretty much. That's pretty much all that they they have to say on that particular subject. But if you have a any additional questions you want to ask them, that's fine. Yeah, you also have one hold for your investigate. Yeah. They're mostly related to the actual creature, but that's probably not the info that they would have anyway. Um they tell you what you they know that was pertinent. Although again, you have to filter it through the lens that um, Ted's definitely mistaken on the on the premise. But uh, you know, you'll get, you'll get you might you might get something. I don't know. It really depends on what you ask. Then towards the Richard Ashcraft and I ask him 
What do you think? Is it a werewolf or not? Um, he gives you a sly smile, uh, and says, uh, I don't, uh, not quite sure what it is, but I am inclined, uh, to believe young Ted here. Uh, and then sort of behind Ted's back, he just actually like winks at you. Uh, he doesn't actually. Yeah, oh, the the impression you, the, the impression you get from that is that he's he's amusing Ted, but he doesn't he doesn't think it's a, anything suspicious. Oh, by the way, I didn't catch your name. Uh, you too. And looks towards uh, Ted and Reese. Uh, damn it! It's late for introductions now. Uh, <laughs> a bit. But how would that they? Happens. How would they? Yeah. Oh, how would they do this? Yes. Uh. Oh well, my my name's Ted. Uh, Ted, Ted Kirby. Uh, and uh, this this here is my my cousin. This is Reese. And she just waves. She's just like you know, limp hands. She's like, hey. Uh, I'll let me type that one out too, because just in case it's like Reese Witherspoon. It, but it's an uh, Reese. Um, what else you got? Well, I don't have to ask him, right? Uh, technically, I could ask anyone that. What do I have to ask him? Um, no, I mean, you can ask, uh, I'll, I'll give you what, uh, you can question anybody here. Um, So I turn towards uh, Ashcraft and ask him this. So we look around here about these uh, witch trials you had around and just kind of curious like what were they like uh, executed for? Like was there like a specific kind of like abilities they had and uh, that they were like proven to do or at least the people thought that they could do or what was the basic? Was it like completely baseless, uh, uh, ba base, uh, baseless, uh, uh, like accusations. Uh, accusations, or was it like based on something? Like what kind of stuff those witches could do? Uh, is that what can it do? And you're yeah. talking about witches? No, I mean like generally, like no, not only witches, but like maybe like the kind of community and stuff like that. Like, what could they do? Does this seem like something that he might know? Alright, um... Let me get my... Let me get into Ashcraft mode here, because he's got like a million fucking notes. You have to be quite a talk to him, huh? Um, alright, so, uh... 
he uh he goes oh yeah we can take a quick tour around so he he walks you back into the uh the harmony's corner a little just so he has like something to mm-hmm. to point demonstrate and uh as he's lecturing because he's going to lecture a little bit um he said uh you know which witchcraft comments were uh accusations were largely baseless in the um during the Salem witch trials uh uh what can I say? Um you know, uh all sorts of reports of witchcraft, even through ancient Europe, uh or even through uh fifteenth century Europe, fifteenth sixteenth century Europe, um that, that like witches were capable of all sorts of things. Uh they could control the weather if they wanted, they uh they can uh curse crop yields and you know uh 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 bewitch and charm uh uh men and you know there, there's really not a lot that witches can't do they can compact with uh uh with creatures or sometimes transform into them themselves uh the the options are largely limitless specifically uh in the Salem region one of the most uh common complaints was uh basically just uh People thought they were uh, accursed or attacked by witchcrafts. A lot of the accusers, um, you know, they'd go stiff and rigid, like almost catatonic, and then they'd have wild epileptic fits or massive, like, shuddering seizures. They'd have, uh, they'd be balled over in pain. You know, they'd start talking in, like, tongues and gibberish. Uh, just generally, the, the score of the, uh, in the Salem witch trials is that people kind of just, started behaving very erratically these you know screaming catatonic uh curled up in pain just a lot of just general bewitching like that uh very common in accusations for uh in salem uh of course most of this stuff is wildly uh baseless uh, uh the young girls at the center of the salem witch trials uh uh literally would just point their fingers at anyone there's uh there was a lot of tensions during the time. Uh, there was a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of political dis- uh, dispute. Uh, you know, the Massachusetts Charter just got revoked maybe eight years before, so they're kind of almost like a lawless anarchy at the time. The uh, increased Mather and uh, soon-to-be Governor Phipps. We're sent off. We're in London at the time, trying to grant a new charter uh, for Massachusetts that wouldn't come until May of uh, 1692, several months after um, everything, the the start of uh, the witch trial forever is underway. So there's like this, uh, you know, it. The political context is very wild and crazy at the time. You know, people were starving because of. Uh, poor crop yields thanks to like a small ice age that was going on at the time they did a lot of economic disparity between salem town and salem village a lot of a lot of people actually think that the accusations are largely baseless based on you know they'd hear rumors of people who weren't up to any good like uh the the poor and the outcast in the society or whatever when people started talking ill about them uh the accusers the accusers accused them back uh there's a writing theory that uh, uh, Mercy Lewis, one of the accusers, uh, 
pretty much kind of steered a lot of the uh, the witch trial accusations just because of, of a sense of general despair in her position. She used to be very rich, and then she was orphaned, and her prospects suddenly sunk. And so there's just massive stress of the very limited options a young woman like that has during the time just sort of bubbled into a mass hysteria. Uh, a lot of the other women accusers uh, fit that mold. They were um, orphaned young women in a time of uh, great war against uh, the Native presence. The Native Americans in the region constantly would raid uh, towns and cities uh, all up and down Maine to Massachusetts, uh, just killing people whenever they could. Uh, I mean, maybe rightfully so. They're fending off foreign invaders, but um, it's just very horribly tense kind of stuff. So a lot of young women like Mercy Lewis or Abigail Williams, just, you know, they were orphaned. They didn't really have anything going for them. They, this was maybe like the one time in a severely repressed and patriarchal society that they seemed to have any sort of command or authority at all. Uh, and they kind of definitely abused it. There's also a very common running theory that the uh, economic disparity um, is a f it was a fueling motivation, or the the rivalry families of the Putnams and the Porters uh, was spurring on uh, a lot of these accusations. The Porter family was a a very successful and profitable uh, uh, establishment in a uh, in Salem town proper. But out in Salem Village, the Putnams seem to be dividing their land uh, further and further among their de uh, their descendants and their in-laws, and they just they seem to be really lacking uh, or their their presence and profits really seem to be shrinking up in the last couple of years. Uh, and Ann Putnam Jr., one of the uh, one of the primary accusers, uh, is often looked at as a proxy. From, her, of her father just trying to like claim land or whatever so uh it, and to claim land and settle uh disputes uh whoever wronged the putnam family there's a there's a ton of really fascinating in-depth uh stuff about salem proper uh um that's worth looking at but most of these accusations are largely baseless, and the whole thing is mass hysteria uh, that doesn't bear repeating. This case, and he points to the placard, is fairly particularly interesting. Um, there's a, they do say that uh, two women, uh, uh, Beverly Hammett and Imogen Dustin, were responsible for the disappearance of uh, Mayor John Stern's son, uh, John Stern Jr., uh they never found his body or whatever became of that uh and they think that maybe he was sort of sacrificed to some sort of ritual or whatever uh which is why they both got the uh how they both ended up uh being accused and in the trial but uh pretty fascinatingly enough it does seem to have been a case it doesn't really get attached to the Salem witch trials proper because um, it seems like the town itself more came to a consensus that these two were guilty rather than um, the 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 nestle bed of Salem accusers like Mercy Lewis and Putnam Jr., Betty Paris and Abigail Williams, et cetera, et cetera, didn't really have any attachment to that. It seems that they were just sort of uh, snuffed out by the public 
somehow. We don't really have a lot of details about that, but uh, they were they were accused because uh, it was believed they were responsible for the disappearance of the the mayor's ten uh, year old son, what John Stern Jr. Uh, and that's that's his real. There's a lot there. So was the boy ever found? Uh, and I, I guess I'll give you this too, um, since it is it is fairly relevant. Um, <clears throat> and so Beverly Hammond and uh, Imogen Dustin were uh, were tried and convicted of witchcraft. Uh, they were set to hung to be hung on uh, June thirtieth. Not burn. Um, Beverly Hammett uh, met her end there, unfortunately. But um, the records indicate that Imogen Dustin hung with her for nearly three hours uh, and did not pass. And there doesn't seem to be any rational explanation for it. Uh, as best as I can tell, I've done a little digging about it. Seems that, uh, um, it seems that... It seems that... Maybe they hung her improperly and she wasn't choking or whatever. Or she might have not have been knocked out when it happened. Generally what happens uh, in a hanging is that a uh, the drop knocks you unconscious so you're not even really actually struggling during it. And you kind of you tend to pass more peacefully than you'd expect from a hanging. Um, maybe she wasn't knocked out when it happened. Maybe... Uh, and she managed to get like a like a hold. Maybe they didn't tie the knot right, but for some reason she hung there for nearly three hours, and then they finally cut her down. And on uh, July eighth, they ended up uh, uh, before the uh, the Massachusetts Charter really hit Harmouth proper. The news of uh, back that they're back established under proper English law. Um, they ended up uh, executing her in the Scottish tradition, where they would they beheaded her and then burnt her body, uh, which was fairly unusual was at the it? time. What? What year was it? Uh, Sixteen ninety-two, same as the Salem witch trials. So, was Johnston ever found? No, they never turned up anything for young Johnston Jr. And when when did he go missing? Uh, it's a little nebulous to say. Um, uh, I believe most records say that he disappeared somewhere between May thirtieth and June tenth. Uh, and then Imogen and Beverly were accused on June 20th. So there is no exact date for this appearance. I would expect it to be exact due to the trial itself. Uh, the, the trial was on the 26th. But the, there doesn't seem to be a lot of surviving records from the incident, unfortunately. I'm sure... They might have known, but we don't have any evidence that survived. 
packs and pulls out his phone while this runs around and just check quickly on the lunar phases around that time like what was the it could have been a lunar uh, full moon during the time when the John's turn was missing or not um you do get a hit uh full moon on may 30th Uh, and then probably 28 days later on June 28th, I think. I mean, we can actually pull that up right now. You know what I'm going for, right? Uh, yeah, but you did get a hit for May 30th. Okay. I'm sorry, May 20th. Are you actually checking this is... the real? This is different from my notes, but yeah, that's fine. May 20th it says. Oh no, sorry. It should be, it should be the 30th. I typed that wrong. Give me give me one more second. I am double checking. My notes say May 30th. Uh boom. 1692, not 1962. Yeah, the full moon would have been uh, June 28th and May 30th. 1692, right? 1692, yep. Mm, it shows me 23% full, but... Oh, maybe different time zone? That's actually not right. Or... Whatever, it doesn't matter. Alright, so it does correspond with the disappearance, right? Uh, yeah, the the uh, timeline for that is a uh, uh, May 30th to June 10th, I believe I said? Yeah. Yeah. Alright. So any, yeah, it, uh, it does seem to collaborate. Uh, what you a cursory Google search basically tells yeah. you. Hmm. Anyways, continue. He doesn't have any more to say than that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, not not particularly about uh, what can they do. Um, so I don't know if you have anything else you want to. I, mean, I believe those tour, were your two right? holds, though, right? Yeah, but I mean, he's doing the tour, right? So I don't know if there's well, anything can... else. Do we go like to see the actual witch house now, or do you want to? Just you go ahead and ask him. Paxson mm. uh, turns towards uh, Clay, and he's like, "Should we check out this uh, witch house they have here?" Uh, let's hear what what time is it in game. I know we it's, got there at around close to five, maybe. It's probably about six o'clock now. So we have a, a little bit of time before the search party. Search party's at seven thirty. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Let's take a look at the house. Fantastic, Richard says, and so he um 
he opens up the back door and he walks you out. Um, and uh, he turns to Ted and he's like, uh, "Sorry to interrupt our, our dialogue, real, uh, old friend, but um, uh, no, it's it, it's a job. It's it pays the bills." Uh, and Ted's like, "Yeah, that's fine." And uh, Reese stands up and actually kind of like pulls him by the collar. He goes, "We're gonna get something to eat." Uh, we'll hopefully see you guys at Stern Park, and they're about to head out. Actually, okay. All right. Um. Uh. So yeah. So they they turn out and head out. Uh, Richard guides you to. Um, he guides you out the back door, and he's heading towards um. There's like a small gravelly path into the the cabin proper. Uh, and as he does so, the uh, the black cat actually appears again in the in the backyard, uh, and then runs right up to Richard and in between his legs and starts rubbing on his pant legs. Uh, and he, Richard just picks him up and he's uh, I, I hope you guys don't mind. And he's carrying the cat with him a little bit while he's petting him. Of course not. I have one of my own. What is his oh, name? Oh, wonderful. Uh, this is uh, Thackeray Banks. The what? Thackeray Banks. I'll type it for you. Uh, you probably wouldn't recognize that, would you? Thackeray nope. Banks? Nope. Hocus Pocus? No? Bette Midler? So it was a movie? Never mind. <laughs> and he continues on. Um, uh, so once you get to the cabin proper, uh, Richard gives him another little head rub real quick and then lets him down and uh Thackeray kind of just like bundles up like pretty much in front of the off to the side but like next to the door he doesn't go inside though um and Richard goes right this way uh the cabin itself very not great many uh amenities it is it's like a 1690s uh wooden house cabin it's there's not a lot going on here uh and he's there's a couple of small little like placards it's not very well decorated there's like a table and whatever um there's a there is a cauldron in the back and he immediately points to that and he goes don't pay that any mind that's just a prop uh it's it's not really authentic which it's something that we kind of just add to the flavor uh Jeez. it does there there is a placard that says not actually real it's, <laughs> it's it's part of it's it's part of the thematic experience he explains it's like don't don't pay that any mind um there's a couple like uh uh there's a couple of uh, there's like some shelves with a couple of books on it like uh one of them's like the bible but the rest of them are actually like fake it's like a fake prop books that are like glued together um there are like actual titles of maybe a couple of treatises and books that would have been uh available at the time like uh uh it's probably mostly uh religious and uh, uh historical um not anything particularly interesting about that uh no magic um tomes. doesn't seem to be the case um it, it'd be a fake prop if it was um uh and he walks you guys in and he goes uh so we do believe that this is the the house of image and dustin the uh the the witch that refused to die by hanging he uh explains uh uh he goes uh 
uh, interestingly enough, this actually is the proper location we found uh, the the witch house was located in. Uh, he goes, he explains, the uh, the other cabins on Colony Row were actually relocated from around the area. This uh, they were all uh, like sort of moved and replaced here into like a small outward network for uh, um, like tours and et cetera, et cetera. But this is the proper location of the actual witch house uh, Imogen Dustin lived in. We, this, this, we have not moved. This was, uh, we've, we've basically built colony row around this house, which is actually a little fascinating. He says, um, uh, it, it, it really feels like we properly preserved this. Uh, hearing that Paxton turns towards clay. And just whispers to him, can you check uh, the mana with your device? Uh, yeah, sure. I pull it out and like take a quick look, like I'm checking the time real quick. You get nothing. Right. I shake my head slightly and then put it back. Uh, I mean, you you do know that it, it, it really only picks up traces within a 24-hour window. Yeah, but like maybe this is the place where the which yeah, uh, just seeing if there's yeah, uh, nothing, nothing in the last twenty four hours, yep. or maybe the cat right. is the witch, you know, who knows? I mean, you can go outside and wave your watch at the cat, but uh, I do think <laughs> Richard's gonna look at you funny for that. Now nah, that was like a more like you know, which could have been coming here if it's the same witch, you know. So why not check it, you know? Just like. Anyways, continue. That was like a, you know, just like a quick whisper, so it wasn't like obvious. So I think the Richard would just continue with his speech. Um. Let me see. You were just saying that this is the original house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm that. That was kind of the end of his thought. But let me see if he tells you anything else real quick. I'm kind of um, going over. Uh... Um. <laughs> now that's he 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 pointed some curious stuff. Uh, nothing really pertinent. Um, you know he's. He even reads off some of the placards in there, and again, it's like the just filled bits of information. Like, this is what colonial life in the time would have looked like. This is the kind of condition she would have lived in. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, and as he's uh, lecturing, he's covering a lot of the ground that he already covered um, in the museum proper. Uh, he's not he's not intending to repeat himself. Uh, not like Ted Kirby would have, but um, no, it's it it more seems like uh he's falling into a, like a rote tour speech pattern uh and just he he hits a lot of the same bullet points um but you are free to ask him a question if uh you guys want to roll to investigate again um let me give you a couple extra different sets of questions uh but yeah i i don't think he's the tour the tour doesn't cover anything that he basically didn't already tell you. There's he he's reciting mostly from memory rather than um 
Would any... Rather than any like any particular actual like uh, recalling of history that he knows, it's it just it feels like rote memorization. Like he he's done this speech before. Would but any, uh, uh... and then he he stops and he's like, uh, any questions? Oh, were there any unexplained uh, deaths before the witch trial or around the same time? Like anything, anyone um, dying really in mysterious way? Uh, and you're asking particularly about Harmouth, right? Yeah. Uh, our records don't seem to indicate anything of the sort. Um, honestly, oh, there's a lot of material that's lost the time, and they didn't. They had some decent medical working knowledge, but you know, sometimes they just say stuff like, you know, their spirit left them or what. Like, there there isn't like a a, a great deal of working information. It's really the um the age of reason hadn't quite hit. Uh, colonial U.S. is quite yet, you know. Uh, England was a little bit ahead of uh, uh, them in this regard. So there's there's some sort of there's some record keeping, and there there's a lot of surviving memoranda from the trials. But you know, there's not necessarily uh, any great indicator of anything funny that happened in the area before. The honestly, the the stern disappearance is the most prominent thing outside of the the witches executions themselves obviously so says. why were those two uh you know accused of witchcraft why not anyone else were there like some sort of proof that they did it or were there somebody pointing finger at them um Give me a second. I don't know if I wanted you to roll for that or not. Um, it depends if he, if he would he know the if he would know the answer immediately. Then probably not. But maybe like you have to think about it, or I don't know. Um. Okay. I I I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you half of I'm gonna give you half for free. Um. Uh, they were often seen. Uh. Beverly and Imogen were often seen um, converting to themselves pretty quietly. They, um, maybe they were lesbians. They weren't. They weren't. They they weren't church going folk. Um, Salem Village had their own uh, church, and Salem Town had their own church. But out here in Harmouth, we're a little bit more west than that. Um, uh, the folks here would either have to travel to Salem Town or to Boston proper and it's about like 50 miles either way or whatever it's like it's it's a good hike for uh it generally it was a whole sunday uh to attend church service in Puritan area but so it does seem rather suspicious that a, a slightly more rural um folk like uh Beverly and Imogen wouldn't make the commute out because church was so important in Salem Town, in the in the industrious, far more economically well-off uh, merchant city, um, it wasn't necessarily they weren't necessarily as pious. Uh, 
but out here it's it's definitely at the time it would have been more isolated more rural and probably uh subject to suspicion there um you know they uh they just imogen in particular didn't seem to have the greatest reputation in town so it does fall in line with a lot of the the, the primary uh uh the usual suspects that first got accused in salem too um she just she fits that mo unfortunately uh but there you know the two suspicious things that came out after the accusations uh really seemed to have solidified it for these people um again imogen's uh failed hanging really seemed to have left an impression on the town uh, there was a, quite a bit of fuss and debate uh, of how to how to hang this witch after the fact, um, and it only seemed to reinforce the idea that she definitely was a witch. Yeah, you know, like most assuredly, there's uh, there's no doubt that she was a witch because of that. Um, but the curious case of Beverly Hammett is that uh, she. she Beverly Hammett was definitely sort of a remoter character. She didn't. She kept to herself or to Imogen, really, and not uh, didn't wasn't much of a socialite. And she um, uh, didn't really. She wasn't very well off, and she didn't like engage with uh, the town at large, uh, which probably brought suspicion to her. So they were all somewhat shocked to um, to find that uh, she was actually missing her left pinky finger when they finally arrested her and uh, accused her of witchcraft and documents uh, indicate that maybe she sacrificed her own uh, finger as part of some ritual of some sort so yeah Beverly Hammett was missing her left pinky finger when uh, she was arrested Uh, you mentioned two suspicious things. Uh, was one the, of them the hanging and the yeah, other? The hanging. And the other was the disappearance of the kid? Uh, no, the they they found Beverly Hammett's hand was missing a finger. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, so... Okay. The, 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 obviously, the disappearance of the kid, this is me as a GM speaking right now, hmm. um, the disappearance of the kid is obviously alarming and suspicious or whatever, but... What reinforced uh, the suspicion on these two women in particular was um, when Beverly Hammett was arrested, uh, she was missing a finger. And mm -hmm. then sort of retroactively and really common anti-rational uh, Puritan think, uh, the fact that Imogen didn't hang properly reinforced the idea that she was a witch. Okay. Uh, so that's that's it from Richard for right now. Uh, if you want to needle him for anything more, I, you guys will have to roll. Uh, I don't know who you want to take up on that, but all right. Can we take a little break? Just like maybe a couple minutes. Oh yeah, I'm gonna probably get another drink real fast. All right. So sounds good. Well, um, before we pick up, uh, how much later do you think you guys want to go? I'm There's, okay. I mean. Honestly, I have a flowchart to pretty much the end of the this mystery, but um, we are going 
slower than I thought, I guess. I don't know. We're covering a lot of ground, but like, I guess I just timed it out a little wrong. There's a, there is a break point we can hit, but since you're doing the search party, um, I thought that was a good idea though. No, it definitely is because I I actually planned for that too. It, you could have skipped it, but there's probably some interesting stuff in there. Um, it does feel like it's a slightly it's a way out, but I mean I can go on. I'm not tired yet, so whatever kit and you have, fine, you know. Okay, how much later do you think you want to go? Um. I don't know, maybe an hour-ish? Because honestly, I'm kind of into the story right now. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I can leave it on a cliffhanger. <laughs> that might be fun. Alright, um... So yeah, uh... Richard reopens the story and he's like, uh, if you guys have any more, I can do what, uh, my best to answer them. Uh, I am fairly knowledgeable on the subject. Uh... I, I've done a lot of studying. Uh, it's it's not just a job. It's more. It's like a hobby and a passion of mine. Um, so. Are there any original any documents from that era somewhere in the archive here? Uh, there would be copies of, but like maybe photos or printouts. Uh, but not not the originals. Is there anything like you're looking for? It'd probably be back in the museum proper. That the. Uh, the house itself is more sort of like decorative and explorative with some placards and some props. Yeah, it was more what like were you looking uh, for? Thinking, well, just the the original documents. Like, are they like uh, stored somewhere, or are they in the town, or maybe it's some bigger museum? It's probably a bigger museum in Boston, honestly. Actually, um, they would have they'd they'd retain copies here though. Like, they'd have a a scan or a a transcript or something anything pertinent they they might have in the, the museum proper okay um do you have any questions richard knows a lot though so Wait. if you want to ask him about other thing he probably he would he he'd either he'd know it he'd be able to get it or you know it's lost the time that's no, that, that's, basically uh, i'm more like thinking in future in case we need to reset something more concrete because all of the stuff he says is like uh, it's unknown or something, but it might be on the original document or something, you know. Um, there might be a couple of like very rare small pieces of things, but um, the Richard is is a very solid resource, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, like he does. He does have extensive. Like, I mean. You're you have an expert on your team who deals with like cryptozoological shit, but like Richard knows so much about like witch lore, it's ridiculous in comparison. Like probably the most knowledgeable source that you're gonna find. Yeah, but he doesn't believe in them, right? He doesn't seem to. Anyways, uh, does Clay have anything to say as an expert? <laughs> Um, I don't know. Like, I can roll for investigate a mystery, but I'll probably need some help to come up with questions. Well, I was um, thinking I guess, maybe um, you can ask, uh, what about the 
Are there like any mentions of kind of like familiars that the witches use? Yeah, I was I was considering that to like possibly get a range for what we might be dealing with. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and roll to investigate a mystery. Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, sure. <laughs> Just to see how many uh, holds you get. Uh, 13. Alright, <laughs> yep, that's uh, hold two. You get two questions. We literally had like one bad roll this whole RP so far. To be fair, you're. There I'm haven't been. A, on this type uh, of roll. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. But also, there haven't been like a great many calls for rolls. Like I said, like you are a police officer, so you're getting a lot up front already anyway. Yeah. So, Kick, ask your questions. <laughs> okay, um. You're pretty familiar with. Um, the lore around witches and that sort of stuff, right? Um, what sort of familiars do they keep? I guess, uh, what sort of creature is it that qualifies that? Yeah, for familiars? Sure. Yeah. Um. He, he scratches his chin a little bit. He's trying to think back. Um. He goes, to be honest, there isn't a lot of lore specifically about familiars in regards to Harmouth or Salem. But uh, in extensive European history, it's very common for witches to have either transformed into or command familiars. And there's a, a wide variety of types. Uh, they can command a, a whole list of creatures. Um, he starts rattling some off. He's like, you know, dogs and black cats are fairly common. Owls are a thing. Uh, uh, hares and rabbits are fairly common. Uh, possibly goats or something similar to that. Um, I believe there might be stories, uh, if I'm if I'm recalling correctly, maybe even wolves and bears. Uh, and then he's also like. Uh, and then there's also uh, stories of uh, more sinister, uh, demonic uh, uh, creatures like uh, like uh, Cambrian, which would be the offspring of a human and an incubus and a succubus. Um, and he says, I did hear a story that if uh, a witch feeds its Cambrian offspring uh, for 40 nights, 49 nights straight, um, it's said to grow into a demon that can, you know, wreak havoc on the world at large. But if at any time it was interrupted, the process would have to uh, restart. Um, so it would have to feed from the witch's teeth uh, for uh, for the seventh the seventh day of the seventh week straight, uh, as the lore says. Um, so that that's what Richard gives you. Um You know you're dealing with a salamander. Um You kind of think you're almost already operating outside of the general. There might be there might be a history uh 
of commanding a neuter or salamander, but they're really small creatures in that instance and wouldn't be able to affect very much. Um, so, like, it is, it is said that witches can command a very large swath of creatures. Um, but you already know that you're dealing with an abnormally large crocodile-esque salamander, which doesn't fit that bill. So you might be in unexplored territory here. Yep. Um, you have one more question. Any other suggestions? He was tempted to do um, was being concealed here in terms of like reflecting on what I know as general knowledge and what what's learned about Harmouth. See if there's anything that might jump out. That mm, I suppose you could do that. I was also thinking maybe like compare notes with uh, what happened to that uh, Johnston Jr. compared to what happened to the Anna, like how many things fit and if it's related, but I'm not sure how, uh, how Ashcroft would help with that, like he doesn't believe in the stuff anyway. I could hear the gears turning. I mean, there are definitely similarities, right? So, question is, um, I think on that front, you you have enough that you can draw your own inferences. I don't think, honestly, it seemed like uh. Ted had more information about like lunar cycles and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, so you might have already gleaned what you're going to get off of that question, I think. Because, uh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know how much more Ashcraft could, could provide. He already, he already gave you uh, the brief tour, which uh, has a lot of that in it. Alternatively, you could ask uh, if uh, there were like a folk ways of how to deal with uh, witches and familiars. I mean, with witches is obviously Benedict, but like, I mean, like, generally what they do to prevent their magic or something like that. Mm. Yeah, that 
could be a thing, like asking lore-wise, how, how people often dealt with witches and effects of witchcraft, but it won't be like that from a perspective of a hunter or anything like that, but maybe there's can give us some more regarding that. Um, let's see here, what would that fall more under? Um, it's between what can it be and what can hurt it, I guess. Yeah, we can put under what can hurt it. Um, okay, so clay turns to Ashcroft and a can you go into some more details about like how um, people back in the day like dealt with the witchcraft or like or the effects of it or with the witches themselves? I know there there's like quite a variety of different uh, execution methods, but uh, did, did most of the witches just go peacefully with the mobs in most of these cases, or okay? Um... Ashcraft turns to you, um, and he says, Well, there was a... Most witchcraft, uh, witchcraft cases were obviously settled in courts and trials, and there was a presounding belief that a... Uh, that, like, uh, members of the clergy, people who have palpables and, you know, uh, you know, sort of any sort of divine right uh, with them, had the protection of God and just did not fear a witch. Uh, and it's often said that, uh, you know, uh, sort of in captivity, in the, in like a, a, a court of, uh, basically the, the hollowed halls of like a court shielded it from like the devil or whatever. So she didn't have access to her, uh, quite to her all of her magical uh powers and stuff so there is this presounding belief that like uh the lawmen who are also clergymen had some sort of divine right or protection against them uh which is uh largely how a witch seemingly magical would go to trial um there's not necessarily a lot of uh um means in which a, a witch could seemingly affect a person immediately uh it does feel like uh uh they did say that um witches can send out their specters to attack people but that uh apparently so even under normal surveillance that they'd still have uh, an availability to afflict other people even like miles away um but apparently that didn't seem to be very effective uh while either imprisoned or uh, under trial. Um, so it definitely feels like uh, the lawmen had a... Uh, sort of had a divine sort of right to prosecute these people. Um, what about the hanging? There are some... What? What about the hanging? Uh, you know, they were... They were lived their last rites, and they were all tried, and they, they just, uh, to be fair, it seems to be like a lot of Puritan backwards thinking, you know, where the, the, uh, 
the end the 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 effect comes before the cause the uh a lot of a lot of sort of back walking backwards thinking where uh you know honestly if you really disseminated a lot of this uh information it kind of doesn't really hold water um because witches don't exist my friend uh you know these were these were innocent women um that 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 were murdered uh in in horrible mass hysteria there are some very interesting um stories though uh can you go into those yeah give me a second i'm i'm finding all of my notes because <laughs> uh, they're scattered all about give me one second friends figure out but Again, this is under what can hurt it, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so there was a, a, a belief uh, prominent in a uh, prominent in the region, especially during the Salem witch trials, that the affected uh, the way the accused could affect um, the victims in this case involved uh, basically invisible malignant particles. Uh, like a witch could stare at the victim and they'd start to convulse or whatever. But the uh, presiding belief was that there were sort of invisible particles involved here. So using this, they actually they sussed out. They believed they sussed out a couple of ways in which to affect a witch too. Um, one of the one of the common one of the uh, one of the most interesting cases in Salem is that uh, one of the women. Uh, uh, I uh, small GM note. I might be wrong about this because um, this is actually historical. Uh, I believe it was Betty Paris's mother. Um, but uh, one of the women uh actually charged uh her uh slave Tituba to uh construct what they call a witch cake, um which is just a cake made of rye meal and the urine of the victim, uh, which was then fed to a dog. And it was said that both the dog could suss out the witch and would start barking, or and it was also that the this reflection of the malignant particles using this sort of brand of white magic uh, would send all the bad energy back upon the witch, uh, uh, and inflict great pain back onto her. Um, but this was a means that was only used once in Salem. And then uh, I believe Reverend Jonathan Hale, John Hale, uh, very thoroughly frowned on the use of any sort of magic, including white magic, even, uh, uh, even something like this. And uh, 
uh, Miss Paris was uh, not accused of witchcraft, but basically got uh, had to apologize uh, to the church proper for using white magic uh, and got a, like a, a small admonishment, but uh, nothing like that was all that she suffered. But the use of white magic was definitely there is a one case in Salem. What it was frowned upon by the general clergy and the the reverend ship there. Um, the other thing is that a uh, uh, another sort of method used uh, to find the uh, the victims would uh, suss out the accused is they'd commit something called a uh, touch test, in which um, the victim was blindfolded. And then um, uh, uh, anyone accused would uh, approach the victim and then uh, touch them uh, while blindfolded, uh, uh, while the victim's blindfolded. Um, and it was said that uh, uh, if this happened like during an epileptic fit or any sort of um, any sort of like cursed behavior, uh, if the witch touched them, they would immediately cease what they were doing. And then um, the malignant particles would be reflected back upon to the witch. Uh, and it was said that the act of touching them uh, conveyed some sort of uh, degree of sympathy that a, uh, uh, it basically canceled the curse and then reflected it back upon them. So it is said that uh, if a witch touched a victim, uh, it could reflect uh, during a fit. The fit would basically reflect back upon them. They would be able, they are witches, they would be able to like hide the effects of it. It wouldn't necessarily appear obvious to them, but the belief uh, at the time was that the the particles would be reflected back onto them, and they would be they would be un uh, they would be under some sort of uh, a pain that they would then have to uh, struggle to hide in front of the magistrates and everything like that. Like they, it wasn't it, obviously these accusers were. Uh, these accusers were believing in fantasy, uh, whether they truly believed it or there was further malicious intention. And uh, this kind of thing obviously doesn't exist either. But the belief was that the the witch uh, would have these particles reflected back onto them. Um, and then there is a, a very curious case in Europe, Richard, uh, as um, there was a... Uh, there was a family in Europe whose uh, children were apparently undergoing much of the same fits uh, as the children, as the uh, the victims in Salem. Um, this is probably like a hundred or so years before. I don't have exact dates still, um, but uh, um, uh, uh, a woman, uh, a lady Cromwell, uh, was sent in to basically. Uh, investigate she was uh i believe uh married to like a noble in the region that was governing um and she told um the family that uh she could weaken the witch's power uh and so she took uh, a lock of hair from uh the accused a woman named uh, alice samwell took a lock of her hair and then burnt it and it was supposedly uh uh set to weaken her powers uh uh, apparently the kids were um, the the kids were better off 
after the fact. Uh, and then the most suspicious thing happened is that Lady Cromwell fell ill and then died uh, several days later. Um, and then, of course, uh, in the realm of uh, execution methods, uh, uh, Germany and France were particularly fond of uh, burning the accused, uh, although English law prevented both English law uh, in the late 16th century and uh, throughout the 17th century prevented the use of torture. That was a very common tool for uh, extracting confessions from witches uh, at the time. Uh, England was much more uh, ahead of the curve, uh, reasonably speaking, when it came to you know uh, being decent to their... Uh, to the unproven accused. Um, so uh, while it was very prevalent before that, uh, especially in uh, Germany and France, uh, to torture victims in order to extract a confession, uh, this was outlawed in England at the time. Uh, uh, and they also did not burn people alive. They would send them to execution by hanging which was the tradition that extended to the Massachusetts Bay Colony uh, because of a, an old charter um, that was uh, that survived up until 1684 in which King James II uh, redacted it. Um, so this sort of lawless nature did allow um, the, uh, the magistrates and the lawmen in Salem since they were sort of operating outside of English law to use torture. Um, but the, still, the English tradition of hanging a witch uh, was the preferred method of execution. Uh, Giles Corey was pressed to death uh, under torture uh, before, he before they extracted a confession out of him. That's a very famous Salem case. Um, yeah, the, the Germans and the French would burn them. Um, the Scottish tradition was to cut off the head and then burn the body. Uh, that was pretty prevalent in in Scottish witch trials uh, of the 1400s and the 1500s. Uh, I think that's about it. I don't. Uh, there's some cases in like Switzerland and uh, like Scandinavia and stuff that I haven't really looked into, so I don't know all. I don't. I personally. I don't know like all the history of that, but that's uh that's basically the core for uh, executing a witch. Um, is there is there anything more under that umbrella you want to follow up on? Um, I don't think so. Uh, where'd the white magic that was mentioned? came from. I know the clergy looked down on it, but apparently it had to originate from somewhere, maybe? Um, it was uh, sort of a sort of like an urban legend kind of thing. Like, uh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, white magic uh, was fairly common uh, in the sense that there were Um, this is me as a GM trying to think through this too, but imagine that it's coming through the voice of Richard. Um, 
there were things like um, midwives and healers were thought to know some sort of white magic in order to facilitate like childbirth and uh, taking care of illness in some instances. Um, and uh, not necessarily malicious uh, magic. Uh, things like fortune telling and divination and so on and so forth are also pretty common games. Um, even in New England and Salem, uh, there's like rumors of uh, like uh, the young girls were trying to divine who their future husbands would be and stuff like that. Um, so like why magic is kind of common. Like the, the, the knowledge thereof. Uh, uh, apparently it was Mary Sibley and not uh, Mrs. Paris. Uh, Let me see. So, real quick, this is what uh, Wikipedia says about Witch Cake. Uh, I'm just going to read this to you. I know this is like sort of out of the RPing experience, but there's some interesting stuff in here. Um, According to the March 27th, 1692 entry by Paris in the records of Salem Village Church, a church member and close neighbor of Reverend Paris, Mary Silby, uh, aunt of Mary Walcott, who was one of the victims, I think, uh, the afflicted girls, uh, directed uh, a man named John Indian, who was a man enslaved by Paris, uh, to make a witch cake. Uh, this may have been a superstitious attempt to ward off evil spirits. According to the account by D. Lawson, uh, this happened around March 8th, over a week after the first complaints, uh, and the first three women were arrested um, as a means to discover witchcraft. Uh, uh, and then Paris, uh, uh, Paris chided Sibley privately for uh, her grand error and, and accepted her sorrowful confession. And then uh, the wider congregation uh, uh, address this uh, and then admonished all of the congregation against going to the devil for help against the devil uh, and he's, uh, he stated that while calamities that begun in his own household it never break forth to any considerable light until diabolical means were used by the making of a cake by my Indian man who had his direction from our sister Mary Sibley uh And then the other story is that uh, it wasn't John Indian, but Tichuba who made the cake and blah, blah, blah. Uh, John Hale's book about the trials. Uh, John Hale uh, apparently got an account from one of the girls that they were using divination magic. Uh, but yeah, it was just sort of like a, a common, like, is really kind of like an urban legend popular belief like whispered about the colonies i guess it doesn't seem to have any specific indication of what the origin of a witch cake was it just seems to have been common knowledge if you were in the know for white magic i guess and it wasn't considered uh um heinrich kramer who wrote the the malleus maleficarum would quantify something uh, as like necromancy or uh, maleficium, which uh, basically black magic or like harmful magic, uh, and sometimes in some instances, some people would uh, 
delineate between white and black magic. Uh, and like white magic was okay-ish sometimes, depending on the like the the prominent religious beliefs of the area. Um, I believe depending on depending on the uh, denomination of the church and like what the beliefs in the area were, some white magic was okay. Uh, others were like all witchcraft was uh, bad, that kind of thing. Fascinating. It really I is. I think I have any other questions at the moment. Um... So what time is it? That was both your holds too, right? Yeah. Um... Yeah, okay. Um... Uh, it's probably about like 10 to 7. So you got like 40 or so minutes. Um, it's been a long day though. I don't know if you just want to like get something to eat. Is there like a diner or something? It probably is. You can go grab some. Or, I mean, you have food in the RV too. I suppose. Uh, like... <laughs> I um, think you like maybe asking if there's anything you could find out in such a diner, but probably not. Uh, it is getting close to 6.50 though, or so, uh, in game time. So... Which is like, gentlemen, it has been, uh, I'm so glad that you were interested in one of the most fascinating features of our town's history. Uh, I am getting prepared to close up shop. We do shut down at seven. Uh, How you're free, free to explore like the grounds proper, but I am closing up the, the museum, uh, fairly shortly. How much do we uh, own for the tour? Feel free to stop in again if you have any questions or anything like that. There's definitely a lot of history to be unearthed here. It's uh, there's some really fascinating stuff. Uh, you even piqued my curiosity about a couple of things that maybe I'll do some private research. Uh, see if I can better remember this or that. Or uh, it's, it's been a very enlightening conversation. Uh, well, talking to you, gentlemen, and I hope you enjoy your stay here in Harmouth. Yes, thank you very much for your time. How much uh, do we? Feeling... How much do we own for the tour? Uh, no, it's free. It's a, it's like a, it's a service run by the state, basically. Um, like I said, there's a gift shop, uh, but um, he gets he's state funded. He's all practically a state employee, um, so they don't he doesn't actually charge for like admission. It's a, uh, it's a lot of open space here. What a cozy job. So you can just you can just walk in. Um. um. Uh, I think I'd be interested in peeping the books at the gift shop. Maybe there might be something of potential interest. Um, there's a couple of uh, modern dissertations on um, the history of uh, the Salem Witch Trials. Um, mostly published recently, and it's all through like a historical investigative lens of what actually happened here. What the historical conditions are, so on and so forth. There might be a couple of printings of papers uh, printed at the time, like um, uh, Increase Mathers, um, who is the father of Cotton Mathers, who's a prominent uh, uh, clergyman in tied with the Salem uh, witch trials. Increase Mather, who uh, was also responsible with a uh, Governor Phipps for reestablishing the the English Charter uh, 
in Massachusetts Bay Colony in 1692, uh, in I think June of 1692. Um, rather prominent figure. Uh, there's a copy of there's like a, a a copy of his book here, which is uh, Cases of Conscious Concerning Evil Spirits, but it's mostly about like the law of Salem, like ha- how it proceeded and stuff. There's I mean there might be some interesting things to glean from that. Uh, and then Cotton Mather's own Wonders of the Invisible World, a being uh, being an account of the trials of several witches lately executed in New England, which is about Cotton Mather's perspective on the Salem witch trials. But um, uh, there is like a a small like card next to it the, that makes note that this is definitely a, a I guess all of the like all the prominent books from the time. Uh, and I guess like sort of like a recommendation card that's like hanging under them. Um, Cotton Mathers particularly says this is a biased account uh, written in order to defend the state from what they did to these poor innocent women. Uh, it's 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 uh, he it's very uh, pick and choose the worst case of the victims and sort of it's it's very biased basically to the clergy and the state. Uh, probably not very useful. Definitely not objective. Things like that. You could, you could. I mean, you have the books here, but you could probably find some of this stuff online too, like Gutenberg.org or whatever the fuck. But this is this is all history of you know. There's nothing about like spells proper or anything like that. It's it's really just a examining of Salem. No grimoires. No, nothing like that. The bulk and the bulk of it is fairly contemporary takes, like uh from the the fifties, sixties, nineties, maybe a couple from like the early knots, but that's about it. It's uh, yeah, it's just like reexaminings thereof. And a, probably a couple of copies of Arthur Miller's The Crucible for the sake of it. <laughs> like a like a Penguin Publishing edition of The Crucible. Penguin Classics. Because why not? Crucible's a good movie. So Not fan- very accurate, but it's good. Fancy buying something, Clay? Uh, nothing that catches my eye at the moment, but might be could potentially be back for something. Alright then, do we have a couple minutes before the search starts? Wanna grab something to eat or? Sounds good. Alright, um, uh, where, where are you going? Are you going to a cafe or are you... Oh, we have like 40 minutes, right, or something like that. Yeah, about 40 minutes, yeah. Um, yeah you can be a little late, too. Yeah, considering where we have to drive and everything, maybe. I believe we established, like, the other end of town is probably about 
15 minutes away. Yeah. Um. So Paxton asked Ashcraft, uh, any diner around here? Uh, yeah, he gives you directions to, like, a, a nice local joint that's not very, that probably wouldn't be very crowded at this time, so you can get in and out fairly fast. Uh, he, he goes there occasionally. He seems to like it. It's really just a, sort of like a, a very stereotypical, like, diner-esque experience, though. Okay. I mean, like, uh, that should be fairly simple for to prepare some food, right? Uh, alright. Um, if you guys don't have anything to, to talk about over dinner, I can, we can fast forward the clock a little bit. Not for uh, me. I don't know if you guys have anything you want to do. Anything, Kate? Um, I don't think so. Unless we want to try listening in on whatever locals were talking about. Uh, you you catch maybe like one table. There's a couple people saying that they're also going to join the search party effort. Uh, um, like uh, maybe behind you, there's like a table of five, and two of the people are like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go," uh, and the other three are like, "It's just what are the odds that they're gonna find anything at this point? It's been been over a week, and not even a sight or sound." I, I mean, bless you for doing it, but it just seems futile to me. That kind of talk. Okay. All right. Heading over to Stern Park. Yep. Okay. Um, seven thirty rolls around. And you're approaching. Uh, there is. Uh, let me pull the map here. So. Um, Stern Park um, is kind of like divided in half largely um, you're coming in from probably about here this angle um, and most of it is it is like a little slightly it's like open hilly land with like maybe like a sparse, tr a sparse tree like decorating the landscape here and there and there and there um, maybe like a like a small like like just sort of random out of place boulder or two just hanging about like not the the front half of uh stern park isn't very uh grand but um further back in the distance you do see that it definitely becomes a much more wooded um uh back by like the uh the end uh the far the further ends of the park definitely become a little more wooded uh which seems to be where um the primary focal point of the searches, uh, but there are going to be some people that are like scouting the field, um, and they're starting to establish like teams um, to try to send people out in a couple of groups. You know, uh, they're handing out flashlights or whatever, so you could pull up. Uh, you talk to a gentleman. That, there's like a there is there is a a police officer. Uh, he's in plain clothes, but. Um, he he's got like the police he's got like a police cap on just to to designate and he's got a um one of those uh reflective yellow vests on 
so you can like see him in the dark. Uh, and he's handing out like flashlights, so you can take one of those if you want. I should probably have like a better one at, with me though from the car. I mean, yeah, if you bring it with you, that's fine too. Yeah. Uh, Clay, do you want one? Uh, yeah, I'll take. All right, he he hands you a flashlight and basically like directs you like we're about to start doing paces in a, a couple of minutes just like you can wait in the general area you can pair up into a team if you want um so that's not you know, uh, that's not uh, hopkins right it's just a officer yeah okay. yeah um so uh well we're looking uh, for uh pet and reese Okay, so you're kind of hanging out in this waiting area, and people are sort of pocketing it up uh, in a in a couple of different uh, uh, different areas. Um, you know, there is there's a very small police presence that's sort of directing the thing. You some of them might not even be on duty at the moment, though. Again, there's a couple of plainclothes cops in reflective yellow vests. They're handing those out too, if you want one. Um, feel free to. To retroactively have grabbed one, it's not a really big deal. Um, just so like the, uh, the the party is formed or whatever, um, and they're about to. So like I said, people are grouping up in small pockets. Uh, one of the officers is calling out like, uh, "At least teams of two or three, please." You know, we kind of like a buddy system kind of thing. And they, they they don't want people to go too far out of line of sight, but you can explore like a little bit in order to cover some ground like that. Um, yeah, they're, they're they're enforcing the buddy system and stuff like that, so they do, they do want people to go in like smaller teams. Um, so as you're in the sea, uh, the field here, uh, there are there are three particular pockets of people that actually catch your eye. Um, uh, and you feel free to join any one of them that you want. Uh, you do spot Ted and Reese. Um, they're actually fairly... They're not that far off from you. They don't see you yet. Um, and you can see them talking. Um, uh, Ted has a reflective unit, uh, vest on, but Reese decided against it for some reason. Uh, but she's, like, waving her fucking flashlight around and just, like, trying to wait and kill in time until they start, I guess. Um, uh, so you do spot them. Um, often do a distance uh, a little further than them. You spot a group of uh, four people. Um, it's uh, three women and one man. Uh, you do recognize one of the women, uh, but you don't recognize anyone else. Uh, it's uh, uh, Ranger Olivia Grayson from uh, earlier this morning. So she's here. Uh, they're all wearing uh, reflective vests, and they all have flashlights. Um, uh, so there's a the Ted and Reese party, there's the Grayson party, uh, and then a little closer to you, uh, actually, sort of like in the forefront. And uh, every once in a while, you see a cop buzz in and buzz out. Uh, it's just to talk to talk to them real quick. Um, you see uh, three people: one woman and two men. Um, you don't know these people, but you recognize uh, the couple's face from the dossier, it's actually Jack and Sarah Buckley, Alice's parents. Uh, so they are also on the scene, and they're talking with uh, another gentleman. Again, they're all in yellow vests, and they all have flashlights. Uh, and then occasionally a cop will like buzz in towards them. 
jet them up real quick and then run off to do some more directions and stuff. So you have three different parties that you can join if you wish. We could technically split up too. You could. If oh, you that really would make your job worse though. <laughs> Uh, it means a lot of ground to cover in what seems to be like a very short time. Uh, if I wanted to get to the cliffhanger ending after this. But you could, you could do whatever I, you want. Because I, I, I really want to go with Ted and Reese because I want to see what's going on. But then I also want to question the Buckling family. Right? It's yeah, kind of I like also if we go with any of these groups, we also might be limited in what sorts of things we might be able to use in terms of tools or investigation methods because uh, we wouldn't want to use anything that stand out too much as not normal. Hmm. Well, that's why I thought like splitting up maybe would be a good idea, but the question is how does D wants to play it up, though? Because practically, what you would do is separate two of us and play each each one separately. You know, I'm not sure. How no, that, that seems like work. it's too much work. We'd probably jump back and forth between the two of you for like each beat or whatever, um, and then you can reconcile what you want after the fact. Um, but no. I'm not. I'm not doing that. I mean, you two are a team. You're a collaborative effort. I don't think there's going to be a lot of instances where you would hide something from the other necessarily. At least not regarding the case, right? Yeah. I mean, but I mean, uh, that is on you. I mean, again, this is all your decision. Um, unfortunately, there's only two of you, and there's three parties, so you're missing out something. Yeah, obviously. So that's one less thing I have to do. <laughs> so what do you think? It should be split up? Uh... Seems like a pain in the ass to split up. Sure, but it's the better result for investigation, though. I mean, it depends on like uh, how much stuff would be covered before the cliffhanger. You guys assume there's gonna be another body. Maybe. <laughs> D, what do you think? Uh, I'm not making any calls. You do what you want. Um. They all have a little bit. It's like, I'm not going to completely refuse you of like super pertinent information. So don't feel bad if you like miss out on talking to somebody. And there will be, there will probably be time to follow up if you want at another instance. Um, uh, so like, don't feel too bad. Uh, but yeah, you can do whatever you want here. Well, like I said, I would like to go with Ted and Reese, so there's the question whether Kit joins us or goes with somebody else. 
Yeah, I'll go with you. Alright. So I guess we go right. towards Ted and just wave at them. Alright, uh, Reese catches you and she, she like, she waves her flashlight, like, uh, back and forth in the air to, like, signal you back closer. Um, as you approach, she's like, I'm glad you guys made it out, actually. I, uh, wasn't sure if you were being, uh, completely forthright and honest with, uh, your invitation, but, like, again, man, we, we really appreciate that you helping out. So, what's the plan for today? Where are we going? Uh, Which part are we covering? We're gonna do a quick skirt around, uh, basically the, the north end of the woodsy area. Uh, and we should we should run into uh, the back end at Mason Pond uh, after maybe like probably like 40, 45 minutes of thorough searching. The, the, the woods aren't super deep, but this is sort of the area we're playing in. Uh, I know a lot of other groups are actually going to get sent further out from here. Uh, but I think there's a couple, there's a couple groups in this region, uh, including the Buckleys themselves, that are that are going to stay to the Stern Park Mason Pond area. Um, but we 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 were charged with the 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 northern end of the um, of the woods. Thinking about, wouldn't I have a night vision goggles with me in my car? Uh, I can give you that. Are you actually going to bring night vision goggles with you? I mean, it's not that kind of weird though, is it? Like, you can buy night vision goggles, like, in specialized stores. It's not like a police <laughs> only, right? It could help. I don't know. Uh, let's, say I, uh, let's say I picked it up but didn't put it on yet. Just like I have it in case I need it. Like, like in a sort like of with, like carrying yeah. bag or something? Yeah, okay. like, like if somebody you have it. Goes, okay. Like if somebody goes yeah, to the we need like better than, than the flashlight. Uh, just quickly add it to your gear too, so we know that you have that going forward if you ever want it. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna give you that because that seems to be pretty standard FBI gear. Uh, I I can give you that. Um, so yeah, you do have that on you. Um. Uh, Ted's got a couple of bag. He's got like a bag on him too, and he's got a stuff in it. Uh, and he's a little itching to go. Uh, he wants to uh, really get in on uh, his lean, investigating. I lean towards him and just whisper, "What are your plans for tonight?" Just uh, see if we can find any tracks. See if we can find any evidence of werewolf activity. Probably gonna take a couple soil samples. See if I can find, you know, fur trails, blood, anything of the sort. Uh, really, just gonna tear the grounds up and see if we can get anything. Um, Just be careful. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's not a full moon tonight, but, you know, who knows what's out there in those woods. Uh, I guess the moon, uh, would it be waxing? What's, like, it's, what's, like, right after full moon? Let's, uh... 
it's still mostly full. Like he, he's he's now that you put the idea in his head, he's still like a little nervous because the full moon was only a couple nights ago. Um, but uh, he's more he's more like anxious, excited than he is. Uh, he's ho he's really hoping to turn some something up. Oh, did I get uh, uh, any kind of message back from Kate about the about the leaking? Not yet. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's one of the waning things. Yeah. It's after the whole. Yeah, but it's 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 still fairly full. Like uh, again, it was only a couple nights ago. Um. All right. Um. So the someone shouts over like a megaphone. Uh. That uh, please proceed to your designated areas. We'll we'll begin the search. Uh, and reconvene in about. We'll reconvene at the edge of the wood on this side in about an hour's time. Uh, so it'd be like 8.30. Um, uh, and then we'll go over and see what we uh, decide from there. Uh, so you guys are dismissed uh, up to the northern woods. Um, there's a couple of people like, again, you're like uh, in the, like, the northern area of the Western Park. Uh, there's a couple of people within like eyeline you, the the vests are especially telling, and you can occasionally see like a beam of light whip by. Um, like you are obviously a slightly more condensed group of four uh, at the moment, but they're like there are people like within ear and eye shot of you. You're kind of forming like a a pretty like broad line to like comb over the woods. Uh, but uh, as soon as you like start into it, you start noticing that um. Uh, it feels like the line is getting ahead of you. Uh, like they're covering ground slightly faster, and you kind of realize that like Ted's like pouring over everything. He's like nose to the ground. He's like kicking dirt up, and he's he's like looking for anything. He he found a patch of fur and he put it in a vial, but you're pretty sure it's probably like a squirrel or a raccoon. He doesn't seem to know what he's doing. Oh, oh, thinking back for the first investigation, the the water was going downstream or upstream? Where the creature possibly existed into the water. Was it downstream or upstream? We'll say... It should be downstream to Mason Pond, no? Yeah, we'll say that's the direction of the creek itself, but... um. From what you got from your mana recording measurements, it came in and left basically from both ends. The um, I guess it'd be the northwest and the southeast end. Like um, it's sort of like a not. It didn't U-turn. It was more like a V-shape where it veered into the camp and then left out the other end. Um, so towards so the you Mason can't Pond, tell right? what towards the Mason Pond, right? Well, no, uh, towards both ends. You see, if you see on the map here, Horner Woods is literally like bisecting Ball Creek. Uh, so there's a branch. You're like middle, literally in the middle of a line, and you can't yeah. see the points at either end. Okay, um, so we don't know which one, which side. You know it came from one end and left at the other, but you don't know where it started or where it originated from and where it went. Oh, you know, okay. it's sort of you came in at a middle of the line, and it went both ways. You just don't know which end it came from. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
if you had if you had followed the trail at the time, uh, further north or further south, you might have been able to determine one of the two. It it would have been a lot of legwork to ask for at the time. Uh, but you know, from from the since you came in from the middle, you don't have an idea whether it went north or south. Uh, it just it went one way and went left the other. You can't tell uh, which came first. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you you didn't explore that far away from from the camp in order to get that. You would have to. You probably would have had to hike for a good minute uh, to maybe determine something like that. Mm -hmm. You would have eventually come into Mason Pond though, because Vol Creek does empty into here, or it's attached to in some fashion. Um, but that's from the south. Uh. But yeah, you you lost that trail. You're not entirely sure where that's at. Um, so, um, you're exploring. Uh, you're exploring the woods. Um, Reese is getting really kind of um, annoyed about how much uh, Ted's like detaining you. Um, uh, she really seems to be slowing uh, you down. She's like. He's like, Ted, can we can we fucking go? Like the line is moving ahead of us. We're supposed to be keeping with the line. And he's like, Teresa, you can do whatever you want. I'm out here doing my research. Ted, we're a fucking search party. We need to. We're a team. Just, <sighs> God damn it. Uh, she's just getting a little frustrated. Um. So, uh. They're bickering a little bit. Do you want to? Did you want to like talk to them a little, uh, about anything? Reese is trying to hurry you along to catch up with the rest of the line, and Ted is like turning over every leaf. Hmm. If you don't have anything, we I can keep going, but it's it's not like a pertinent stopping spot. I just wanted to give you the opportunity. All right. Um. Do we want to roll anything like investigate a mystery to see if we notice anything in particular? Um, that's on you. Yeah. Um, because I know that like as you don't analog to D and D, you make like regular perception checks and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's here's the thing. Um. Uh, if you do fail an investigation roll, you open yourself up to. Uh, consequence. So I'm not going to impose that you have to do it. You know, um, uh, especially now since you're like in town. Like our first failed roll was kind of a non-event, but like you now have two witnesses with you uh, that'll know what you get up to. And if word starts breaking out about like which is being a thing, uh, Ted Kirby is going to go fucking wild. I just oh, yeah. I know you know that. Uh, so like. Be aware of your surroundings a little bit. Um, he he is a little bit of a concern, um, but you can investigate if you want. Uh, you don't have to. Um, uh, have to I will tell you at a at a glance, um, especially since you're the expert. At a glance, you're not seeing anything that seems to be standing out. Uh, again, they've done these search parties for like nine or ten nights now, and they haven't turned up anything. And you're 
there doesn't seem to be cause for you to believe that you're gonna get any luckier tonight. Um, and the stuff that Ted Kirby's plucking off the ground doesn't seem to be very pertinent. But uh, you also have like a bag of tools to do invis like invisible research for things that can't be seen, like your mana detector and etc. So you might be able to find something, but uh, maybe not. Depends on what you want to do. Uh, or we can just proceed because uh, there's a, there's a little more coming up out of this, and then we'll probably uh, end it fairly shortly. Um, I think proceeding would be fine. Uh, it'd probably be better to roll for that stuff when we get closer to the pond. I mean, for free, if you want to pull out your mana detector again discreetly and just see if you get anything, I can give you that roll. Um, I don't. Um, Ted's coming the ground right now. You have a minute. All right. <laughs> uh, no readings yet, so it's it's negative. Okay. Uh, um. All right. So you um, you press on. Um, somehow Reese manages to like pull Ted along. Uh. Maybe some of the like the vials and the sample bags he's collected is starting to fill up, so he doesn't have much more space to carry bullshit. Um, so you know you manage to catch up to the line or whatever. Uh, uh, Mason Pond is like in eyesight; it's still like a good clip off. Um, but you guys are kind of starting to converge at the other end, um, and then so your neighbor to your immediate right in the search party line. Uh, catches you guys uh he's actually fairly close um and uh uh when he spots the two of you uh he gets a little eager he's like oh hey and so he runs over um uh yeah. it's one of the police officers he's in uh he's got the cap uh and he's got um you know the vest and the flashlight uh he's still in he's in plain clothes he goes, uh, uh, thanks for uh, turning out for the search party, guys. Um, glad you guys could make it out. Uh, really excited to have you guys out here. Have you like found anything yet? Um, and so as you look him over, um, uh, Paxton, you get the impression that you've seen the face before, but you don't quite place it uh and then uh clay do you also get the feeling that you've seen the face before uh but you definitely didn't get a name and you also can't really quite your presumption is that he was maybe one of the two or three officers on the scene at the the Horner Woods case. Uh, but that's the like you've you've seen the face today, but you don't have a name to put to him yet. Um, do you say anything to him? Uh, nothing yet. Uh, seems like a quiet night, though. Has anyone found anything? I I don't think anyone's turned up anything yet. Uh, 
uh, Agent Crawford. Uh, and then Ted Kirby's ears perk <laughs> up when he hears that. Yeah, I knew he was going to that. He's kind of he's kind of like leaning in very quietly to uh to what's happening there. Um, how do you proceed? How do I proceed? That's the question. I want to stay on now. Uh, what would be the best way to solve this? I mean, technically, like, uh, all right. Well, I guess we will keep searching then. Like, I don't have anything else to say to the guy, at least for now. And I look towards Ted and Reese. What are their reaction? Um. So they uh uh so Ted's watching you and he's just quietly listening. But uh you know, Reeves waves her hand and she's like, Hey officer Kagami, how are you doing today? How are you doing tonight? Uh and uh the guy's like, Please, please, it's it's Mickey. Don't 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 officer Kagami me, Reese. We we've done this a couple of times. Uh and so he approaches Reese, and he's like, "I'm surprised you got a couple of recruits with you. I'm actually really excited, though. We uh, it's not very often that we get like experts on this kind of thing, uh, helping us out." And Reese looks at you when Kagami says that, and he's she's uh, very quickly mulls over the option, uh, and Ted is like practically tipped over he's leaning in that far uh and she's like um yeah we just happened upon him uh really fortuitous uh circumstance that we uh we got uh, we managed to recruit some extra help that's you know well we're, we're a little blessed like that i guess uh i and then she like slaps her hand on Kagami's shoulders because she realizes that you don't want him here, uh, blowing up your spot. Uh, uh, so she's like, "Well, thanks." Uh, or no, not thanks. What you think? Uh, appreciate you saying hi. We're gonna proceed around the. We're gonna do a lap around the pond real quick, and then we'll all reconvene back at the other end of the woods. Sound good, uh, Mickey? And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." Uh, great. I will see all of you, uh, probably like in a, uh, probably in like 20 minutes or so. Uh, best of luck out there. Uh, just, you know, let us know if you find anything. Uh, uh, good, uh, good luck and thanks for all the help. Uh, and, he, you know, he, Reese kind of shoves him off. Not like violently, but like they, they seem to get along, is uh, so it's fine. Um, uh, uh, basically turns him around and then sends him on his way. Uh, uh, and then it finally dawns on you, uh, Paxton, that uh, this is the gentleman that uh, the officer that helped you investigate the car at the Dufresne scene, and he's also the one that led you that pointed you both to um sergeant hopkins at the scene 
Mm -hmm. This is like the first cop on the scene that you talk to. You, so it it took you forever to place the face. Uh, but uh, uh, you finally realize what's on going on now. You manage to pin uh his his uh face to where you remember him from. Uh, and he very nearly blew up your spot. Uh, do you want to say anything to him before he takes off, or is that is this really just sort of uh, bad news, Bears. No, I mean, I don't have anything to say to him, so probably not. Yes. We didn't find anything anyway, so I should just say good luck. Uh, absolutely, yeah. So he, he walks off. Um, uh, so you start to you're maybe one of like one only one other party that, that ends up deciding to do like a lap around the pond. It's um, it's got a pretty decent diameter to it, but it it wouldn't take you very long. Um, and uh, Ted's uh, what? Um, I'd like I'd like to make a read a bad situation check. Oh, what are, what are you doing? Tell me what you're doing. Um, I guess like since we know that the salamander was operating near waters, um, since we're getting close to Mason Pond, I'd like to start looking out for more signs of potential monster movement or tracks or something. Also, shouldn't I roll for it? Because I have plus three. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Just saying. Might be better. But I'm not sure if it is a really bad situation though. I guess it could be. If it does if the lake does have a salamander ready. Um <coughs> you don't necessarily immediately feel a hostile presence, but obviously you guys are your back is up. Uh uh because you might suspect something. Because um, I thought more that we the bad situation is more like after the bad situation starts, no? Well, or or it's when you know you're going into a hostile situation. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah, there is there, there's cause to be like alarmed here, but um, actually, um, Clay, roll investigate a mystery instead. Plus sharp. Alright. Let's see the good rolls continue. Probably not at this range. Let's see a sharp you said? Yeah. Oh that's fine. Um Uh Eight. Yeah, yeah. So you get hold one. Um you don't see or sense anything immediately. You do have a manager detector on you, uh, and feel free to to check anything here uh, and ask any of these questions. Um, uh, a couple of them are pertinent, not necessarily all of them, but uh, you get one of those. Um, You're you again. Right. You didn't see anything or anything like that. Um, 
So you're not sure if there is anything here. Mm -hmm. uh, but so you're investigating rather than, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Distract the kid for a bit so I can pick up the watch. Uh, I couldn't hear you. Um, distract the kid for a bit so I can peek at the watch. Or oh, the okay. Detect. He was he was whispering it though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, uh Paxton turns towards uh, Cat and Reese. I guess they're both close together, or are they like separate? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And say so uh. Sorry guys about the bit of a, a misdirection before, but uh, I usually don't open with my real name and my real profession. So what is your real name, Agent? Uh, <laughs> Ted Leighton. <laughs> it's Agent Paxton Crawford, FBI. FBI? Are you fucking kidding me? His eyes go wide. And, uh... Reese... Her eyes go wide too for a second, and then she just face palms. She's like, I can't fucking believe this is happening right now. I... What the fuck? Uh... Ted's like, where's your badge? Where's your fucking badge? I need to see your badge. Please, 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 please. Like, he's, like, begging you. Alright, I, I give him my badge. Oh my god, this is so cool. What the fuck? I'm actually talking to an FBI agent. Oh my god, oh my god. Um, um, um. He, he, uh, pulls out his phone real quick. He's like, uh, can I take a picture of you with it? Uh, I would prefer not to. He already snapped the three pictures. <laughs> <laughs> he taps his phone real quick, and they are fucking on Twitter right now. <laughs> he is excited. Oh my fucking god. So, real quick, we'll continue this thread because that's really amusing. Um, uh, Dr. Clay, what are you investigating? Um, let's see here. Uh, first, I take a peek at the internet detector and then I was trying to do what is being concealed here. That's pretty good. Uh, I've pretty logical uh, conclusion for that. Um, Actually, before that, I hand the uh, hand Clay the night vision goggles so he can like scan the whole area without just you know bumbling with those flashlights. You know, might as well. Your cover is blown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had an excuse for that. If like the cover wasn't blown, I was just saying like I'm a hunter and. In my, you know, free time, so that's why I have night vision goggles or whatever. Plus, they're not paying attention to him anyway, so like you said. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, that's fine. So you got, you can take a look with night vision goggles too if you really want to. I don't know if that's pertinent to you or whether you just want to stick with the flashlight. Mm, might as well. All right. Um. Uh, you don't see anything on the surface of the pond or in the surrounding uh, area. Like, uh, obviously, there's like a tree line on like your half of the pond, so like you can't veer too deep beyond that. 
but everyone just came from there, so you you're not necessarily too concerned about that. Somebody would have probably. I mean, they're looking for something, so if anybody found anything, they would have shouted about it. Um, no matter what it is, really, anything strange. Um, so you you don't see anything uh, in the surrounding land on the pond. You don't see anything in the surface uh, on the surface. Uh, I guess you could. It's. I mean, there's still night vision goggles, and it's sort of dark. Um, it's uh, like the sun. It's seven thirty-ish in a summer month, so the sun might have like just set. Um, so it's not like it's not even particularly all that like especially dark. Uh, well, it'd probably be like closer to eight, but uh, so it's starting to darken out there now. Um, uh, as far as you can tell, with and without the goggles on, um, you don't see anything in the water either. Uh, the mana detector comes up absolutely negative. Um, there's no presence here in the last 24 hours. Okay. You always like to be like, yeah, you can use the mana detector. It means nothing. But that's... <laughs> uh, negative proof is proof in this case, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it hasn't been here. There hasn't... And remember... And this is probably pertinent, just so I can underline this for you, E, because I know you're the world's worst detective. There hasn't been a presence here in 24 hours. Right. Uh, the Dufresne case happened at midnight to 3 a.m. on the same day. Yeah, but the question is, would it pick up the, you know, like any reading of that uh, familiar by themselves or only when they're using magic, you know? That's the question. No, you you can detect a presence. You've already done that at Horner. Yeah, but he was you're, doing you're, magic you get, you get You get spikes when it does something, but you can follow like a trail. Oh, okay. So it, it, it hasn't been here in 24 hours. You know that much. Right. Right. Which is, it actually is particularly pertinent when you when you contextualize it like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um. So, uh, God. Um. Is is do you have any other questions concerning that? There isn't really anything here. I don't think. No, nah, you're I good. Don't think so. Yeah, right. I'm good. Um. We only had one question anyway. Um. One hope. So back to Paxton. He's got a, a lot of fucking mess to clean up now. Um, Tag Kirby's like absolutely gushing, and Reese has her fucking hand in her heads. Like, uh, is, is this really happening? And so, uh, you know, Ted Ted's like slamming the fucking uh keyboard on his uh smartphone. Like he's just. He's just he just keeps typing like he's not even really he's like excited because like one of his his foot is bob bobbing up and down, uh. But he's he's not like telling you anything. He's just like he's he's like face deep in his smartphone and he's just like typing and typing and typing. He's blowing up Twitter. He's blowing up his forums. He's blowing up his subreddits. Like, uh, he's he's like super excited. Yeah. Oh my god, this like absolutely fucking. This FBI is here. Oh my god, this could mean so many fucking things. And then, uh, and then, 
Reese literally like comes down with like like the base of her fist like on Ted's shoulder like dude chill out there's a perfectly good explanation for this it was agent crawford now yes. that she's like correcting herself crawford right yes okay uh it's you're on the buckley case right this is a disappearance kidnapping missing persons thing among others, we also were on the earlier... Among others, and Ted snaps back up. <laughs> God damn it, he... <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> Other missing persons cases, right? And, like, Reese is, like, grabbing Ted's shoulders now and, like, digging her, like, her fingernails into him. Uh, he's, he's not stopped typing. Um... I but really yeah, shouldn't like, be talking about it like other missing persons, right? I can't really tell you any more details. Uh, that's <laughs> good enough for me, and it's good enough for you too. She shouts at Ted. Um, he he's he just he's not coming down. Um. Um. So he's he while he's still hammering on his uh, keys, uh, Clay returns the uh, the night vision goggles to you. Uh, you do the the full lap around the pond and don't find anything. As you're heading back towards the uh, reconvening point um, at the edge of this other opposite end of this this Rain Park Woods, um, Ted's like, "Are you?" Are you hunting werewolves? No. You're hunting werewolves, aren't you? No. Are you hunting werewolves? Is that a no, or is that like a I can neither confirm or deny? No, that's a no. But you were you just asked me about werewolves like an hour ago. It seems like an interesting topic to talk about. Of course, it'd be an interesting topic to a monster hunter. Like, you're... I mean, it makes so much sense. It just... It it makes so much sense. And Reese is like, again, you can't just say that. That's not an argument. Uh, But, like, Ted's just like, oh my god, this proves everything. There's actually FBI presidents in Harvard, Massachusetts. It's a werewolf fear. But he's like, he's like literally like saying what he's typing into the forums as he's typing it now. Um, It... <laughs> It doesn't sound good to your ears. Your spot's getting blown up online a little bit. <laughs> um, it's gonna kill me. Uh, but you, but you managed to reconvene at the at the Stern Park. Uh, pretty much everyone starts stripping in. Um, there's a couple. There's a little bit of discussion. Now that nobody turns up a single fucking thing. Actually, um, uh, they. Uh, the Buckleys, uh, um, next to one of the officers, uh, just it, they thank everybody for their time, um, and they make plans to resume another search. Uh, about this hour, um, a little further south in here, it's like there's another small, uh, there's another small conservatory like corner, um, even further south in here. 
like we're probably gonna pick up there tomorrow um just uh thanks again for all that you're doing for us uh jack is uh jack buckley is like he's just he's just really thankful and uh he's like he's like pull, he's like embracing his wife they're like uh he got his hand on her hip and they're you know she's like she's not crying or anything but she's you know a little distressed because it's been so it's been like almost a week and a, it's been a week and a half and they haven't seen their little girl so they're upset but uh it doesn't really seem to have turned up anything successful here um everyone's starting to disperse um uh are you about to turn in there's uh freeze drags ted away from you uh and waves you off uh he's still on his cell phone uh but uh she's like thanks for coming out um it, 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 I guess it now it makes more sense why you volunteered, but we I still appreciate it all the same, and I know the Buckleys do too. So uh, even though it's probably your job instead of a volunteering thing, oh, it, we, we thank you anyway. Um, and she uh, she pulls Ted with her uh, to her car, and they're about to head they head off. Um, I think that's probably about it for your first day in Harmouth, unless you have anything you want to uh, do. Text inside and turns towards Clay. Well, that could have gone better. Did you get any readings from the lake? Afraid not. Do I know about the time limit on the mana thing or not? I guess I wouldn't, right? Uh, no, it doesn't really mean anything for me to keep it in either. Yeah, just just tell them not anything within the last 24 hours. Just, yeah, that's fine. Ah. Well, do you want to... Uh, so that means he probably wasn't here. Or if he was, it would have to be before that. Which means he would probably came from more upstream or left before the mason part. Do you want to do a quick hike towards Horned Woods with your reader? Because the, the, the reading is getting cold and tomorrow we might not read anything. Yeah, we might as well. Also need to maybe set some surveillance. Creek. So yeah, that's what we do, I guess. All right, so you're um, you're making a trek uh, upstream, basically from Mason Pond. Yeah, like till um, we get like towards the place of the murder, because like it, it had to like either left or came in in somewhere there. So that's what we want to check. You can absolutely do this. Uh, it's going to be like a pretty decent hike. Um, the you don't have to worry about the me. Whole... <laughs> worry about the nerd with me. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, there's there's a considerable length to the creek, and it's probably going to take you. Uh...
maybe not quite a full hour to run the whole length, but it's still going to be a decent walk. Um, are you leaving the RV in the parking lot at Stern Park? Yeah, I don't want to split this because I would have to, you know, somebody would have to drive it there and then we would split up, so you better just go back when once we're done. I mean, sure, that's two hours total, but who cares? Unless right. uh, um, Clay objects, I guess. No objections. All right. Um. So you start working your way up the uh, the creek. Um, it's pretty slow going. It meanders a lot. It doesn't really do uh much. It's not a hard trek. Um. The the ground isn't. I mean, obviously it's like a creek bed, so it dips in a little bit on the side. But you can like follow around it. Um, you're probably gonna. I guess you have to periodically like wade into it a little bit in order to scan, though, huh? Because your the range on that thing is somewhat precise, so you kind of it takes you a minute uh, to like check intermittently. Uh, how are you? How are you proceeding with the like, the actual? Are you are you marching through the creek, or are you like uh, like marching alongside and then like checking occasionally? In the creek itself, for signs. How are how are you pursuing this investigation exactly? What is your methodology? Nah, that's on you. <laughs> I'm just wearing the night vision goggles and checking if any movement is around us. Well, let my Let's expert do the expert along the creek and then. Stepping in and asking for readings. Okay, that sounds good. Um, it almost seems futile for like a good while, and then pretty much almost back at Horner Woods, maybe like at this bend here, you pick up the trace that you that you had uh, earlier this morning. Um, <clears throat> Uh, you don't see anything in this region, and it's it's a pretty weak signal. Uh, so uh, you're gonna probably continue further northward, right? Well, what's the signal coming to the water, or just like starts abruptly in the water? It kind of fades in. It's not very strong, and it fades in. It's in the water. You are. You're you're not getting signals on either side of the creek bed. It is in the water, uh, but the mana detector it's just it slowly starts spinning once you finally pick up like a trail. Uh, um, honestly, you're probably at like the tail end of the twenty four hour window if you think about it like that. Like uh, anything behind you at this point would have been further out or. Or maybe it like rested here for like an hour or so, and then like picked up from here. You can't really tell. It's just like this is where you're getting it, and it's starting to fade in into a proper presence. But you can already tell because it's almost been. It's probably been about like eighteen or twenty hours by now. I think uh, the 
the signal is you're, whatever readings you're getting are fairly weak, but you do pick something up. So like you've caught the tail end of it. Uh, so I guess you're continuing northward. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Clay? Should we pursue that further in? While we have any kind of signal? Yeah, the mana is starting to pick up a lot more. Um, I imagine it'd get a lot stronger as we move further up creek. Okay, um, you continue on. Uh, you eventually make it into the actual campsite itself. Um, the tent is gone. The outline is gone. Um, this, the there's there is like a remnants of a campfire still, like a you know there's like a small stone circle with a couple of uh, tinder for a fire. It's been put out. The gas can that um, Nick Dufresne had on him there is gone. Like the the scene's been cleared out. There's nothing here anymore. Uh, you can still see uh, basically the residual leftovers of the blackened earth that you came across. Uh, they didn't like cover or bury that or anything like that. But um, uh, it's it seems fairly obviously that they're done with the scene. Um, there's not necessarily a lot that they're going to get out of here any anyway. Um, honestly, uh, some of the reports back in um, uh, Duncan's lab would have said the same. Uh, we've been calling it a crime scene, and uh, you know we've been ca we've called Nick Dufresne the victim and whatever. But honestly. The, the police in the area are actually operating under the manner of death that it's either natural or accidental. Like, they don't have any proof that anyone was involved. It's not homicide or suicide. You know better because you're chasing a monster, but they don't have any reasons to, to keep the, the scene open or preserved much longer than this. They, uh, they got called in, they looked at it, they can't come up with any solid conclusion. So, but, you know, they don't, th they just think it's, it's a freak happening, you know? They're not. They're not pursuing it like it's a homicide. Um. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the scene's been largely cleared out, though. Um. So you can press on even further. Um. Probably about. Let's see. How long would that have taken you? If you parted at about, you would have reconvened here at eight thirty, and you would have made back. To the pond at 8:45, uh, and then probably by the time you get to this bend here, we'll call it 9:30, 9:45, you're you're doing a lot of investigating. Um, you get you get a really strong reading now. Like, do you think there's evidence that it's been here? way more recently than anything that you've picked up before that. Uh-oh. Um, you, you definitely think that you're closing in on it. Um, and so, by the time that you get to that particular bent, I'm going to make a small mark here. Uh, black here. By the time you get to this particular bend here, um, it starts getting a little more industrialized. There's like a couple of roads that pass through here. There might even be like a bridge um that you uh walked around um there's a it's it's you can see somewhere out 
maybe like back like from eyesight. You're not in like necessarily heavily wooded areas anymore. There's like a couple of trees and smatterings. It seems to be like uh maybe just like a field or like a little def definitely less dense than the Horner Woods. Um so you can like peer through uh, the tree line or the horizon or whatever and you can see it starts to get a little more residential there's like a couple of streets you know maybe like a house or two it's sparsely um populated it's not like the super dense sort of city framework especially not on like the uh the other side of route 93 would be uh, where it's a, a lot more denser um but like there there's there's every once in a while you see like a house with like a uh a decent clip of land, but nothing that really encroaches on the creek. Uh, and then you maybe get like a little further up, like starting from here. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, Paxton, mm -hmm. roll me plus cool for act under pressure. All right. Oh shit. Nine. So that's one hold, right? Unless No, this is uh... act under pressure. Oh. Well. Um uh... Unless Kick wants to help, I guess, but it's still a success. Partial at least. Uh Yeah, uh Clay, do you want to help out? I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen in a second, but uh, do you, do you want to help out? Uh, am I allowed to? Yeah, I mean, he's he's basically following your trail here, um, so you're kind of leading the expedition. I think that'd be fine if okay. you. Uh, um, that is uh, plus cool. Okay. All right. You also got a nine. All right, no. so. That uh, so what that help out for uh seven to a nine is you give them the plus one, but you also expose yourself to danger. Um. Uh. Um. Okay. Uh. So you also expose yourself to danger technically. Um. But uh, Paxson gets a success, which is a ten plus. You set out. Uh. You do what you set out to do. So I will give you whatever you want to do here. Um, uh, so you're finally approaching. Uh, it's like I said, it's a little bit north of this bend here. Um, uh, you've, uh, Doctor Clay Smith, you've gotten a pretty consistent um, reading. It's uh, about as strong as you're going to get for uh, non for just detecting a presence rather than uh, activity. Like I said uh, back in Horner Woods, you got two spikes uh, when things caught fire, but otherwise it's been a pretty steady presence. This is yep. the strongest reading for a presence that you've gotten, uh, and it's been pretty steady for probably about like uh, five to ten minutes now, I suppose, since since you uh, came from that black mark there to the bend. Mm -hmm. uh, what you actually notice is you're approaching onto uh, a little bit of private property. There's a there is a house in the distance, uh, not like super far. You're kind of like encroaching on it from a slightly wooded area here. Uh, uh, so you're you're approaching a house, and it's mostly a solitary house. There's like um, 
<clears throat> there is a plot of land like next to it with a house some like a good ways off it's not like they're they're very tightly knit together there's like a the they basically have like a, a big lawn and a a big plot um uh more than what you'd expect from just like a normal house in town they've, they've got some good space between uh the houses out here this is the closest house to uh the creek in the area and definitely the closest one that you've seen yet uh as you walk up here paxton uh the wall and window on the second floor of the house is on fire oh what do you do the 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 house is on fire coming from starting from the second floor uh what do you do now, you've already done your role, so I will. You get to do whatever you want, but what do you do? The question, though, because. Right, so, what do I see? Just the wall with the fire? What's up? What do I see? Just the wall with the fire? Um. So there's a uh, the the window has been shattered. Um, there is it, there seems to be a um, uh, the wall is partly a uh, lit a flame. There might be like a curtain um, uh, on fire. Um, yeah, like uh, the window curtains are on fire. The walls starting to char a little bit. Uh, the window has been knocked out. Um, uh but that's it it's uh on the second floor it's pretty much like right above the door the front door to the house all right um what i do is i roll with a bad situation first so i can get more information on the situation right um i mean that's come for the bad situation right or does not Do you want to call that read a bad situation instead of act under pressure? Do you no, want to uh, refit the role? Uh, no, um, I will keep the act on the pressure like unused for now. Then use the read a bad situation to get like uh, what's my best way in or something like that and then act on it. You know, maybe. Alright. Uh, yeah, read a bad situation then. Um, for you that's plus cool, right? Yep. Yeah, that's your special move. Alright, so that's one hold. Yeah, that's one hold. Um, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna ask, are there any dangers that we haven't noticed apart from the fire? Uh, yeah. You know that something caused that fire. Um, and you've been following a trail of a salamander monster. That has been known to cause fires. You think you might have your beast. Uh, you. This is this is probably the 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 hottest trail, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> uh, that you've gotten on this thing yet. So, uh, yeah, you. It it would be cautious and safe. For you to presume that 
you might actually find the thing. Alright. So, uh, I forgot what was the sum of the week two that we decided might be week two. Um, let's see here. There's um, suffocating it with its own poison gas. And uh, I think since it's a reptile or reptile-ish, then uh, it might not have good temperature regulation, so maybe extreme hot or extreme cold. Uh, yeah, I think those are the main things that I found during the research. Yeah, okay. Well, that's good to go on. Uh, all right, so what I will do is I will play... Uh, uh, um, potential weakness to water, too, but uh, lore-wise, but it seems to have come from the river, so maybe that's not so relevant. Yeah, okay. All right, so what I do is I say uh, Clay to wait outside, but he's not going to listen because that's how the role works, right? He's going to follow me probably in... Because it's supposed to be uh, affected by the whatever he's helping me with, right? No, no. He he. You got here, and you got here. I'm gonna say largely on time, uh, which is basically that what well, the act under pressure. Will, you can still do a thing, but no, I'm not gonna. Uh. He he's potentially exposed to danger, but he doesn't have to go anywhere. Okay. The danger can come to him. That's fine. <laughs> Alright, so what I do is look for the entrance. It's supposed to be like somewhere there, right? And uh, immediately like kick it in if it's closed. And uh... It is closed and locked, but it doesn't take you... You've probably done this once or twice before. Uh, you smash the door like clean through. Um... And then uh, uh, what's the situation in front of me? Like how dense is smoke? Where's the fire? What do I see? Um, the first floor doesn't seem to be uh, necessarily too bad off yet. Um, you hear uh, somebody shouting above you. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, I will actually, I'm going to move you here. Whoa, we actually had to plan. I'm impressed. Yo. Um, so you just came through the front door. Uh, there are stairs immediately to you on the right. Wait, which X am I? You're not any X's. You're right here. At the front door. Where's the front door? I see one window there. Do you not see the pink? No, it's the, it's the brown. Oh, oh okay, never mind. I, I was I was zoomed on the... Because I was zooming on the creek, so I only saw, saw the second floor without the label, so... Alright, alright, I got it. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're here at the front door. Alright. You hear... So you what hear... do I see? Just you like... don't see anything. You From where you're at, you do not see anything. You hear somebody shouting upstairs. Is it like dark? Uh, they're not. There's like maybe like a light on, like in like the hall here or something like that. Uh, but it's not very well lit. Um, it's we're probably closing in slightly at like ten o'clock. Uh, somebody somebody could be go like could go to bed early. All right. So what I do is uh, pull out my gun with my one hand, obviously. Okay. Or right, and... should I call the police while uh? <laughs> This is happening. Uh, that's on you. Whatever you want to do. He's already inside the house. You're oh, you're technically waiting outside. 
you can follow him if you want, but uh, his instruction to you was to wait outside. So yeah, what I'll, do you want to do? Um, I'll wait outside. Um, <laughs> hmm. I don't know if I want to call the cops, though. I would, uh, anyways, well... Yeah, yeah, I'll call the police. Uh, okay, um, are 911, or are you dialing Hopkins specifically? Um, still Hopkins. Uh, alright, we'll pick up with that in a second. Um, uh, so, Paxton, what are you doing? Yeah, so I pull out the gun with my right hand, while I yes. hold the, like, a piece of my, uh, coat over my, uh, mouth, because it's probably gonna be smoke upstairs it's not it's not terribly smoky just yet but yeah that's yeah it. but it's probably gonna be upstairs and uh i walk briskly upstairs while also checking like the side rooms just like a glance if i see anything there um you you don't see anything this is uh there's a door here and it's shut so you can't see in the yeah, yeah, yeah. um these are open halls you don't spot anything in this room okay heading upstairs yeah yeah that was okay. like, uh, just checking. Um, Alright, so now you're at the top of the stairs. Um, there's uh, two doors that are shut to your right. Um, and there's like a pretty wide hall. And there's actually supposed to be another door about here. Um, but it's it looks like it's for a closet rather than anything pertinent. Uh, the bedroom door is open. Uh, and this is where you presume the fire is coming from. Do I see anything from the hall? Uh, not yet. Alright, well then I just proceed towards the room. Uh, alright, um, how are you approaching the room? Are you, just, are you, like, peering in FBI sort of cover style, or are you just, like, marching into the room, gun drawn? Yeah, peering uh, FBI style. Alright, so you kind of peek into the room? Yeah. Okay. This is so, this is what you say. Yeah. Uh... On top of the master bed, on this X right here, is a just a pile of ash. Uh, over here, the window is smashed open, the curtain is on fire, the wall is starting to catch. There is a gentleman about here, he's moved closer into the corner now, alive, screaming, and he's pointing under his bed. Alright, so... Uh, <laughs> Is the question: Do we gonna deal with the salamander, or do we save the victim? <laughs> um, we Is don't have to do the conversation. Uh, Clay, uh, Hopkins got the message. He's called nine one one two. He's sending uh officers over immediately. Uh, um, and uh, he's calling the. He instructs he instructs you to call the fire department while he calls uh officers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're they're on the move. They're going to be here fairly shortly. So, w what is uh, the guy doing? Just pointing to the, uh, to the bed? Like, does he see me? Uh, no, he's not looking at you directly. Uh, and since you're sort of uh in cover, peering in, he's not paying attention to you. He is uh he's just like he's recoiling from the bed. Uh. And he's a he's a little scared. He's uh freaking out a little bit. But uh he's thrown himself into this corner 
which probably isn't the best because uh, this wall is on fire. Um, Alright, so what I do is... Um, or uh, give me a second. I'm trying to see... Um, Uh, yeah, tell me what you're going to do. I might have you roll again. Yeah. Well, my plan is to, uh, like, run down. run into the room, grab the guy, okay. throw him towards the door while still keeping eye on the bed itself, if anything moves. Which door? The, 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 the exit, not the, not the door. The door to the hall. Yeah. Okay. So that's my plan. Um. Okay, I'm. I will give you the option here because, uh. Do you think you're trying? Are you trying to protect somebody, or are you trying to act under pressure? What do you think? I think it's more act under pressure because uh, I don't know. He, he doesn't seem to be like uh, to me. Protect is more like when there's an active danger. That's like this is more like a passive situation danger. You know? Not really. Like it is actually both. Like, I mean, there isn't Salamander out yet, so once he's out, then I could use, like, a, at least to me, to protect someone is more like, uh, like, if somebody's, something is falling on somebody or the enemy attack, then you do the protect. Like, but this is more like, you know, like, uh, I don't know. To be, to be fair, you're doing, like, a lot at once because you're also keeping uh, an eye on the bed and everything like that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, not, it's not specifically... Uh, intention to protect somebody, so I will give you act under pressure. Okay. Thirteen. Nice. <laughs> okay. So you do what you set out to do. Um. So you you rush in. Focus on the bed, right? Yep. Then you approach the gentleman here. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I will give you this much. Uh, since you did roll the 13, you you do get the, the spirit of what you want to do is valid. Um, by the time you get into this corner... A giant alligator-shaped salamander runs straight out the door. It is like literally in the hall right now. You can take a shot at it if you want. Uh. But it it is fleeing. All right. Uh, you do see it though, and I will show you a picture of it in a second. All right. Uh, but you you get you get a glimpse of it. Um, and while you do, I will give you this. It. It is covered in flame. 
Oh, like it's on fire. Like it itself is on fire, but it's in the shape of a salamander. It's huge, like a alligator or like a crocodile. I think crocodiles are bigger. Uh, yeah. So it's huge. It's is it like on, it's, What? Is it? Oh, limbo? it's fast. It's fast as okay. fuck. Because yeah, normally it, alligators are slow. It it scurried out of there real quick as soon as you came in. Like immediately, I think I think like oh shit. Uh, like basically, as soon as outside. you rounded the corner of the bed, it started to make its move out the door. Uh, but with your thirteen, you can take a shot at it if you want. Honestly, I don't. Um, I just uh... do you want to just um what's uh which gun are you using? Oh, it's a uh, nine nineteen eleven forty five. I think. I I only That's have the, the side the nine millimeter. Yeah. Well, um, I think I wrote it somewhere that it is the nine millimeter, but I want to change it to forty five. You know, just like that's uh, fine. But it's 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 uh it's two harm basically. I think so. I don't remember. We would have to look it up. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um. It, again, since you were you were eyeing the bed in the spirit of your really fucking awesome thirteen. Uh. All right then. If you take the shot, I will give it to you for free because you roll the fucking thirteen. You right, do exactly do. what you want. This is your intention. Unfortunately, since you're in the corner, it's bolting out of here. But you can take your shot at it. All right then. Uh, you hit it clean. Uh, it drops a little blood, uh, but the blood immediately evaporates. Uh, oh. it took two harm. Alright. It bolts downstairs. Um, what is your move now? You have, you're still in the corner. You're still with the man. Um, he's not screaming now, but the wall is on fire. Um, so... Uh, what do you want to do here? Alright, what I do is, I hope it works out though, <laughs> is uh, I will grab the man and then throw myself with him from the window, letting him land oh, on shit. me. So that will be protect someone. Uh, yeah, uh, let's do that. Alright. So that's, uh... I thought just gonna walk the dude down the stairs with you, <laughs> <laughs> when there's a fire going on, and you know the salamander might like be outside of the room, you know, waiting for us. All right, so yes. that's tough, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, that is plus tough. All right, ten. All right. Um, when you get a ten plus on protect someone, you choose an extra uh effect. Uh, you suffer little harm, minus one harm. Uh, all impending danger is now focused on you. You inflict harm on the enemy, or you hold the enemy back. Although the enemy is sort of escaping. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I will just go with the suffer little harm. All right. Um. I also. So I also yell. You kind of. You very quickly kick out the rest of the window. Um, it's it's slightly smashed, but you kick out the rest of the frame, so you get a clean leap. Um. The the fire in the, the, the curtain and the wall are they're going, but you're not necessarily deliberately uh very strongly affected by it. Um you jump out the window, basically like bridal carrying the man, I guess, right? 
Or, no, maybe on your back? Which way? Uh, it's more like a front, I guess. Uh, at least I imagine it'd be like, you know, like I just leave with... So he lands on me. So you so you, you maybe have like a, in a bear grab and you do like a fling yourself like on yeah. your back? Yeah, yeah. Out the window kind of thing? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Um, you both hit the ground. Um, the wind gets knocked out of you. And the your forty five slips out of your hand, uh, but you're fine. Take zero home. All right. Um. Uh, Clay, two people just jumped out the window right above the front door. Oh, you're like literally standing next to them. <laughs> uh, what do you do? What happened? <sighs> it is the salamander. And he's going out. Watch out. Uh, the front door is open. So you can see into the hall here. Like, uh, you can see into the hall. Because you're probably standing about, like, here, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they kind of, they landed, like, right here. They literally landed right next to you. Um, the thing charges down the stairs and then leaves for the the back it, it's like about here uh what do you do um you see it too now and again it is a giant crocodile sized salamander shape that's completely wreathed in flame um do you here. have the picture by the way uh i might or may not show it it depends on what happens uh, oh, next. Okay. yeah i just um, want to show it on the screen so just you can get the link i will let's hear it. Uh, i think i'll roll Preparedness. See if I have a tracking device on me, or like tracking bullets. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Roll preparedness. Okay. And You're then... trying to like maybe like a dart or a tag or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's plus sh sharp, right? Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's uh... in the RV. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Uh, let me just right. double check. Yeah, that's Preparedness. right. You have it, but not here. It'll take some time to get. It's in the RV. You have. You do have a. You have a tracking gun, but you didn't bring it with you. Um. Clay. <laughs> you you hear the banging of a screen door opening, and you think it fled out the back. Um. Guess I'll. Paxton's still on the ground. He's recuperating. Uh, you're good, right, Paxton? Yeah, get him. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, the man's fine too. Okay, um, I'll try to go around the side of the house, um, to, and then see the see where the cylinder might have run off to, I guess, because I'm definitely not gonna catch up with it on foot. Okay. It's slow on the um, water. So you approach. You're you're probably you probably make it about here, okay. Um, mm -hmm. actually, you know what? Uh, act under pressure real quick. Okay. That is uh plus cool. Uh, is it? Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. You have read a bad situation. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's uh, you're special like that. <laughs> oh shit. Three. Okay. You sleep and fall. <laughs> 
Finally, we get some bad rolls, though. You get experience for that. Uh, yeah, please yeah. mark one experience for that. You're gonna roll um, up soon, man. So, you charge around the corner. Uh, you get to about here. Uh, you're 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 moving uh pretty expeditely, which is great. Uh, but the salamander is already by the creek bed. Um, and again, it's completely raised in flame. It sees you rounding the corner. It curls its tail inward a little bit, so it's sort of like a like a like a like a when a cat balls up on its side, like it brings its tail in and everything. Uh -huh. Real quick, uh, and then it's it straightens back up, um, on the ground, uh, sort of like at its feet. You see another salamander. Uh, this uh, one is no, no, no. This one is salamander shaped. It is small, uh, but it is also it is completely made out of flame, and it is running straight towards you. Uh, the salamander itself dips into the, uh, the creek, and you do get an actual look at it. I will show you the picture and describe it real quick. Uh, but first, the mini salamander, uh, dashes right to you, makes it to your leg, and then it combusts. Uh, it's almost an explosion. And it's like a wreath of fire uh, that just like wraps around your entire pant leg. Um, uh, you take uh, two harm. Uh, ignore armor. Yikes. Uh, it gets you right in the leg. So you fall yourself. Uh, your you leg is luck, on though. fire. What? Unless he uses luck. I mean, you can use luck if you want to prevent the damage, but that's on you. Uh, I mean, you didn't say you were. So. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, your pant leg is on fire, so you not only are you kind of like knocked over. It's there's a force behind it, but it's also mostly flame. Um, and just like it's like a rush of heat kind of tackled you like at your leg. It does knock you over. Your leg is on fire. You're putting it out. The salamander escapes northward. Uh, as Basically, as soon as it's completely submerged in the water, it disappears. Like, you don't see it anymore. But is it, like, on fire, or does it, like, immediately go off when it touches the water? As, as it approaches the water, the flames go out, like, pretty much right before it touches it. So you get a look at what the salamander looks like under the flame. Um, let me see if I can pull up this picture right now. Uh, so you do get a look of what it looks like under under the flame. It does kind of go out before it dips into the water. But once it's completely submerged, you lose complete track of it. Uh, let me blow this up. Uh... So this is a spotted salamander. It is completely black. It's got uh, a bunch of yellow spots on it. Um, in this instance, the yellow spots look like they're star-shaped. 
Uh, but outside of just when Dr. Clay saw it dip into the water, it is like completely wreathed in flame. Any uh, wound from my shot? Uh, he, he, I mean, it's, it's dark and it's black. Like it took the damage, but you don't see anything. Okay. He, he wouldn't be able to see like a small gunshot. Yeah, but maybe like a blood or something. Uh, no, it's not really bleeding, but it's okay. still like hurt. Um, the, the, the damage is good, but it completely flees northward. Um. Pig, the worst role you could have botched. <laughs> um. Ugh. The um. The police arrive in short order. Uh, the man, um, he's fine. He's standing up. He actually he helps you up, Paxton. Um. The fire department arrives. They manage to put out uh the fire pretty quickly. Um. And then Hopkins turns up on the scene. He goes, "What the hell happened here?" Uh, like, uh, Doctor Smith, your your pant leg is practically burnt off. Uh, and you probably have some three degree burns on your leg. Uh, uh, Paxton, you've got maybe a couple small cuts from the landing and jumping through a shattered window. Uh, I can just but you're you're fine otherwise. Uh you you did get the wind knocked out of you, but you're you're good other than, uh and uh uh the the gentleman that you saved uh suffered uh third degree burns himself on his arm, uh but he's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, on his arm and probably like on his ankle. Uh it like it just clipped like the left side of him basically. Uh but he's alright. Um uh, and so Hopkins asks, well, what the hell happened here? And, uh, maybe we stop here and we'll, we'll pick up the investigation element of it, uh, next time. All right. Is that all right? Or... Fine with if me. you have anything you want to do, but I, I think we stop here. That was a really cool session though. All right. Um, so we're good on that, right? Yep. Um, Alright, uh, we're gonna hit the end of uh, session experience. You don't have anything, uh, Clay? Uh, nope. Alright, we'll, I mean, we can do all this stuff uh, next set. So, yeah, we're gonna pick up pretty much right from where we left. But I think that's a good spot to end it off on. Yeah. Uh, Alright, end of uh, mystery. Let me see. What page is it on? Oh, maybe it's further up here. I know what the questions are. All right, so um, did you conclude the current mystery? No. No. All right. Uh, did you save somebody from certain death? Yes. I you hope. definitely did. All right. So that's so that's one. Um, did you learn something new and important about the world? Definitely. Sure, yeah. I think so too. Uh 
did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? No. Yeah, probably not. Alright, if you feel confident that that's a no. Uh, other than the fact that uh, Paxson can't keep a secret, even though he's a special agent. <laughs> <leader. laughs> uh, Alright, so then with, with, with two yeses, you still get one experience point. Uh, so mark that. Um, according to my tally, kicks at four and Paxton, uh, E, you're at two. Yep. All right. So, is lucky Dr. Smith, or not in that case. <laughs> um, uh, okay. So with that done, um, uh, any questions about the material, like, uh, the plot, the, the mystery, anything like that? No, not really. Uh, kick. I don't think so. Not All right. Okay. Yeah, just let me know if you need any clarifications for anything too. Um. Mm -hmm. Uh. Uh. Any questions about the session or the experience? Anything like this? We definitely went way longer than I was expecting. Yeah, uh, it's four and a half hours right now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, we did was... have a couple small breaks, but... Yeah, but it was quite gripping, so... It kind of felt like it went faster than it really did. It truly did. I wasn't expecting to go on this long. I wanted you to get to here, but... Uh, some things just took longer than I thought they would. What if I never suggested uh, actually going up the creek? Like, what was the plan? Uh, you would have found two dead bodies in the house. Oh, okay. Instead, you found one man still alive. So that's how you got your your end of session experience, I guess. <laughs> uh, that might help. He might have he he might have uh, some stuff to tell you later. Um, uh, I I I will give you his name now because uh it's on the map. It, uh, the gentleman you saved is uh Sam Muir. Uh. And you'll be able to interrogate him next session. Uh, he is pretty thankful for that. Um, all right, then. I guess we are done. All right. I'll stop the recording now. <laughs>